Like, we're, we're live on... Uh, welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I am your host, the Outlaw LA Red. You can find me on the Twitter machine at JustinHarvey75. You can find the entire show on the Twitter machine at MMMShow75. We also have a Facebook, which I believe is MMMShow75. Um, we we uh, have been a little more active on it recently. So I think the Facebook is going to be... Check it out if you get a what, chance. What, what's... What's this wee shit? You got to turn your pocket. I'm not active on it. God damn it. You have to log into that account. You can you can get on there whenever you want. Oh, no, I do. I say fucked up shit, and then I say that I'm you. <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks. <laughs> oh, damn. Somebody ate all my M&Ms. Oh, that was me. Oh, Sorry about that. Sorry about your about damn luck. Look at Sorry me. about your damn oh, luck. fucking James Storm over here, the fucking cowboy Byron Turk. <laughs> now we know how to speak in wrestling catchphrases, you dumb marks. Well, why don't you uh, listen, Slappy? Why don't you introduce yourself so people know where to find you and Venmo you money and all that shit? Oh, you didn't Funny. know? Yo ass better call somebody. Shut up. Hold on. I need a computer hack. Find me on the East Coast in New York City at Byron Fever. Venmo me money because now I'm not working and I'm paying a lot more rent. And it costs $50 to have an overcooked burger. So, yeah. I told you to go up to Burger One on 71st and Lex already, man. I'm going to go there tomorrow. I can't have. I can't eat two days in a row. Well, that's understandable. See, that's how much he needs your money. He can't eat two days in a row. So fucking Venmo Byron money so he can survive in New York and not die. And if you find him in the streets, resuscitate him. Or just take Casey, it's a good thing. Money. It's a good thing we sold some shirts because our money mark is is like paying rent on two coasts now, and like you know he's going to be That's out of money. I got my MMM show shirt. This is not it, but I wore it on my first day here. I saw that. I saw that in your uh, your IG or something. I think. All right, I, so I, wait, we we haven't let uh, we haven't let the Punisher introduce himself yet. You don't. Exactly. We don't even need technologies here, to be honest with you. But, hi, I'm Casey. Don't find me on social media. Go fuck yourself. Squash show. <laughs> I love it. And uh, if you have something to say about that, you can find him at Luja Gringo. God so, damn it. <laughs> what? What? Look, uh, social media has been fun. I had a, you know I had a nice little back and forth with uh, your the, favorite wrestler. The son of the Phantom or the, the son of Phantasm or whatever. Is that that's the movie with the with the balls and the blades, right? God damn it, Justin. Let's not let's not let's not confuse Billy Zane movies with the fucking Phantasm, please. Cram well, isn't that his name, Son of Phantasm? He's like he's like one of the orbs, right? All I want to know is I don't want anyone watching the Phantasm now because they might call uh, the tall man racist for saying boy. Oh, we're going to get into that one for sure. I definitely, I definitely want to know what you guys think about that. Did you watch any of the Connor uh, uh, oh, Floyd oh, shit? I watched, that. I watched the, um, him calling uh, Connor Byron's old high school nickname. That was kind of fucked up. Wow. Uh, you, you mean the F word, the other F word, the one that yeah. is not politically correct to say anymore? Yeah, I definitely want to get into that, too, because that was amazing. Um, OK, but before I go too far, um, we have to help out a, a dear friend of the show. Um, Sid, what does Sid need? I'll, I'll get my jacket. No, no, no. The, the, MMM show. What? I didn't hear what you said, Byron. We're helping out 
lucha shop we can help them too but that's not who i'm talking about no we have to help our our dear Spike friend Spike Mel. creators of fire pro okay, no. no we got to help out our friend mel aka thunder rosa aka yeah. cobra moon um <laughs> who has many personas and the reason why she has many personas is because the girl works like all the damn time. Like you want to talk about making up for lost time in the wrestling business. There's no better way to do it than working like five shows a week um, and going all over the world too. I think she's headed over to England soon. Um, so anyway, her Twitter handle is at Thunder Rosa 22 and she is trying to get to 10,000 followers. So, um, being that she has one of our highest rated episodes ever, we would love for her to have more followers because hopefully uh, her followers will be uh, friends of ours. So please, yeah, at ThunderRosa22, if you're listening to this show and you don't follow her, which honestly would maybe surprise me a little bit, you need to follow her and you need to retweet her and tell everyone else you know to follow her. Let's get her over 10K. Yeah, fucking Mr. Krabs, follow her. <laughs> Who's in the chat room? Are you looking at it, Byron? Do you have real uh, internet? Yeah, in I'm on eBay buying a dresser. Here's the thing. You're on eBay buying a dress? That's dresser. what I heard too. Here's the thing. I when you live in happen in place like New York City and you're a, a successful television producer like myself, you often find that when you buy, let's say, a dresser to put clothes in and you and you take it into your home and you build it, it doesn't fit because your apartment is very small. I imagine that we're seeing. I imagine we're seeing almost all of the entirety of your apartment at this particular moment. There, most New York apartments are pretty small. You can go yeah, to my Instagram yeah. at Fever and see my you living. Be hiding the real doll somewhere. I just don't know where. Well, I can't see. Anyways, I just. I'm buying a dresser and I'm gonna pick it up and then I'm gonna go in a chat room and I'm gonna tell Mr. Krabs what I think of him. All right, you oh, buy a dresser. Actually, Andre Nichols is in the chat. Good day. And Good day. he fucking, he says to go to Gray's Papaya, Byron, which you should. You should get a fucking hot dog there. Even though it's called Papaya, they have good hot dogs. I don't fucking know why. It's a, it's a thing. He didn't tell you the hot dog thing? I just watch Anthony Bourdain shit. So there. Okay, no. Hey, let's get one thing straight. I've already been there, and I've already had chili cheese fries and, and fried Oreos or whatever, and also donut uh, and hot dogs from that place. All right, I've already done that, and I've also been to Griff Dogs, and I'm going back. Okay, I'm not well, messing Byron, around. Well, get something straight. If you didn't move to the East Coast, I'd give you a chili dog for free, baby girl. Justin, the paperwork. Where's HR? You're HR. You're the money, Mark. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and he's gonna buy it out, submit it to yourself, and then cower like a bitch in the corner. It's fine. Casey, there's been a there's been a sexual harassment complaint by one of your coworkers towards you. Wait, speaking of harassment, did 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 Hilda Fantasma threaten me today? He, he I, I swear the guy almost called me a pussy. Was he really no, calling he, me a pussy? He said, he said he was gonna protect you and, and hold you to his bosom and say, "Ooh la la." Ooh la la, it'll be okay. Ooh la la. He's calling me a pussy? Has he seen his ring attire? Oh, shots fired. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Like, look, no, and it's all it's all good fun. It's all good fun. I hate him, but it's all good fun. You know, everybody's gotta everybody's gotta have their their workers and wrestlers that, you know, 
they have a little animosity with he happens to be mine he didn't like he didn't like my comments that i said kevin cross was intimidating and he was saying oh it's so sad that you're intimidated by him um and i said that there's not too many men on the planet that i wouldn't stand toe to toe with um and go shot for shot with in a heartbeat especially in a shoot i don't know if he does that kind of thing or if he just does the the patty cake play stuff but um you know Cross, however, is not one of those guys that I'd really like to stand across from in a dark alley. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit that. Um, and you know, look, maybe, uh, maybe uh, Fantasmo or whatever his name is isn't afraid of him uh, and wouldn't mind standing across a dark alley from him. And uh, if that's really the case, I'd pay to see it because I'm pretty sure he'd get his ass fucking worked. You want to? You want to know? It's like there's a lot of potential in a dark alley match. Like we haven't really seen that. Like you see street fights, but they never happen on the fucking street. I don't see street fights. Where do you live, Casey? They Look, see- man, you know what? That back half of the temple. Santa Clarita. Shit. That back half of the temple where Ray po- uh, parks his car and goes out the backside. There's actually a cool spot over there, and they filmed a yeah. couple of little things there. Like, actually, if they did a segment over there similar to the the bathroom brawl that they had, that could actually be pretty dope. Yeah, I, I'm tired of giving them ideas for free because they never use them and use uh, Son of Madness instead. So, I just, no. I just, I just want to get back on topic and say that in terms of intimidating, we've had plenty of friendly chats with Killer Kevin Cross where he has smiled and been amicable towards us, and he still looks like a violent psychopath. And that's, that's and that like, was my whole point. Friendly that- spectrum. Yeah, and so... I, he was even, I mean, like, look, even last week he said some nice things about Phantasma. And then somehow at the end of it, even after saying nice stuff about the guy, I still got the feeling that one of these days he's probably going to murder him on his face. Like he's already done that to a certain extent. And it like he was really nice. And it's, but that's, that's scary. That's when you bring a guy close to you and you cradle him and you say, look, man, I really like you. But now I have to rip your Adam's apple out of your throat and throw it on the ground and step on it. Like, <laughs> that's some scary shit. That's a scary guy. It's He's a bad man. Mice and men shit. Like, go look at the fucking rabbits over there while I fucking shoot you. Spoiler alert if you haven't read of Mice and Men or seen the movie with John Malkovich and uh, Captain Dan with legs. When are we going to get the rabbits, George? Going to get the rabbits. <laughs> um,. There was a there was a little bit of fallout from the the Kevin Cross thing. Like, look, since we're talking about him, let's I'll just kind of get it out of the way. Like, this was a banner week for Kevin Cross in general. Um, he got uh, it started with some coverage from us. You know, he had some good moments on the AAA TV airings and uh, the Vampiro thing that he teased um, on our show first. Then got teased a little more on the actual uh, AAA programming last week. And it looks like, you know, maybe him and Vamp do have something cooking. Um, clearly, they probably do because Kevin was teasing it pretty strong here. Um, I saw Kevin pushing Vamp, Vampiro around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that's going to boil over. And look, uh, I, that might be bad news for Kevin. I'm not going to lie. I mean, look, Vamp's oh, come got... On. Dude, come on. Look, man, Vamp's got a lot of juice down there. He's kind of one of the bookers. And you know how that shit goes. It's like, it's all fun and games until... One of the old time boys in the back wants to put himself over. And then all of a sudden, 
you know, Kevin's out there making some real life decisions in the middle of the ring on how far he wants to take something with Vamp. Like, does he burn a bridge by uh, by throwing him in stiff with with the Vamp one? Well, I don't Vamp know, man. Sorry, Vampiro is also in the best shape I've seen him in a while. Like he's looking like very mobile in the ring too. When he was <laughs> in the ring with, and he, when he wasn't in shape, when doctors are telling him practically he never would walk again, that's when he had the death match with Pentagon. Well, because he is he is legit insane. Yeah, so he's only better than that now. Well, and so and Cross Cross is borderline psychotic, and then you got Vamp, who is legit insane and and pretty healthy looking again, and Vamp with all his shoot Krav Maga stuff, and you know Kevin with his shoot MMA stuff, and then on top of that, they're both really good workers, and you know Kevin cuts a great promo, and Vamp is a great booker now, and and it, it it's it could be big business for them down there. Um, in I general, Justin, because yeah, because. Ross, I know you're listening, and I know I know you and I think a lot alike about a lot of subjects. So let me tell you something, Kevin Cross. The end of Vampiro's career is the beginning of yours. <laughs> oh, wow. You're just going to throw down the gauntlet for him. You know, but there's some other factors going on, too, like Baby Nuts showing up down there, Hernandez. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know how or why he, he's getting involved in that faction now. But, I mean, a lot of people said that about Kevin, too. So... Like, look, Mundo's got all the muscle, but uh, I don't know if there's a competition for who the muscle is behind Mundo between Kevin and Hernandez. That could get fucking ugly, too. Um, you know, is um, the behind Mundo? Nine-fingered fucking Peter Gabriel, whatever the fuck he is. Peter Gabriel? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking sledgehammer? Hey, if you don't have ten fingers, I don't need to know your full name. Dude, so you so don't you don't need to know who Jerry Garcia is. He doesn't know who Walter Jones from Power Rangers was. He only had nine fingers too. Byron, what's up? He was the Black Ranger, dog. Shit. No oh, Black no. Ranger. No Grateful Dead. I don't want to make it like that. Um. Anyways. Anyway, yeah. Look, Phantasma. I don't know what what your deal is, but you know, hopefully Kevin Cross will send you a little receipt from me for calling me a pussy basically i mean you didn't say it in so many words but i don't need to be called a pussy dude i don't i don't need that from you um but you know and and if you have any issue we can talk about it at the temple or maybe i'll come down to mexico one day and we can we can have a cup though i would much rather it be at the temple because i don't know if i could stare another grown man in the face with those particular color schemes on and not just laugh hysterically hey listen pal undertaker wore that fucking color scheme justin (laughs) yeah whatever I'd get in his face too. I'm a dumbass. Um, you would get to his like navel, Justin. Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm at least I'm at least nipple height on Mark. Come on, like at least somewhere in there. No, he's 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 only like what six five. He's not that big. Uh, he, he's bigger than they announce him as six ten, but he's got to be a legit six seven six eight. Um, you think so? Maybe not after all the surgeries he's been happen- having lately, but... I don't know. When I met him, he was sitting down, um, so I don't know. Like, he didn't seem super huge. He was larger than life, but not necessarily super huge. Like, Brock Lesnar, uh, being next to Brock Lesnar, especially at the height of when he was fighting, and this was at Ultimate Fighter when he was uh, yeah. coaching, um, that that was a scary, scary human being. And, and 
he looked mad the whole time. It was totally a shoot. It was legit. Like no cameras on, just walking around. You know, he was talking to Matt Hughes, who I was standing there with, and Matt was really cordial and nice and seemed super friendly, and Brock still seemed angry. And I was just like, oh, my God, this guy is fucking legit scary. Um, he's a big, 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 giant, giant man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you see people in the ring and they look like they're even on the same, um, even at the same size as, as Brock, then they're huge human beings. Yeah, you know, um, Isis, the Amazon, the seven-foot-tall women wrestler, um, over seven-foot-tall, her back's about as wide as Brock Lesnar's, having seen them both in person, and that's horrifying. <laughs> that's, I mean, look, Brock Lesnar is as big as one of Charlotte's hands. Speaking yeah. of Brock Lesnar, do you guys remember the Reddit password? Not for MMM Show 75, but for the one that I was using. Wait, why are we supposed to remember your passwords? Because obviously, had, I'm not remembering it. Well, I had trouble even remembering the MMM show one. Just use the MMM show one. Yeah, yeah. let's let's say all our passwords on the air. And no, like DM me. No, I'm not going to yeah. DM. DM me the your MMM pass- show one that you're using, Justin. Dude, if I can even find your name on my DM list. I, I, I've got so much shit in there and so many questions, some of which I'm going to answer right now. A um, lot of people asking questions about this uh, Lucha Underground thing. First off, I'll say that I have not uh, uh, to date yet still heard of any green light um, officially for season four. So I don't think it's happened yet, though. um, I believe it is getting closer. We'll see. Um, Who knows? Um, You know, to to clarify some statements, you know, the temple has been a hold has been put on the temple, which we said here last week. Um, that doesn't mean that that hold couldn't be released, though, by the way. Like, yeah. it, it is, however, a good sign that everyone involved in doing the production part of the show is ready to go. Does not necessarily set anything in stone. The show could still end up somewhere else. It could still end up not happening at all. I just think the chances are very, very, very low of that from all the information um, I have. I've been getting questions, uh, especially a lot of DMs and even from you know, a couple workers about things that Dave Meltzer has said about Lucha Underground. Yeah. Um, and, and asking me to clarify some of Meltzer's information. I can say this right now. None of Meltzer's information about Lucha Underground needs to be clarified because it is all off base. I like Dave. I'm not even dissing on Dave. Um, and I think he is a great source, especially for pay-per-view stuff. He knows people there. You know, and, and this this should address to to some people why we have credible information. And what people have to understand is this is part of the fact that Lucha Underground exists in the TV world and is a TV product more so than a wrestling company. The normal ways of getting information about a wrestling product, you talk to agents and workers and writers and other people in the back that have Uh, information like that lucha underground is more out of our world one of the reasons why i started liking it in the first place was i found out that it was robert rodriguez and a bunch of reality guys who who uh i knew and respected and knew their names and their shows were doing this show and that's why it was interesting to me and you know i know people that work in reality and have known these people for 10 15 years and these are the people that make this product 
I know people that work over at Netflix, like kids who have come up underneath me are over at Netflix running shit now. It's like, yes, I, I have a different set of, of information and resources and access to information that your average wrestling uh, person, even insider, is not necessarily going to know. And I also know exactly what Meltzer's sources for his information are. And the thing that people have to understand is Dave is not misreporting stuff. He's reporting stuff that he has actually heard that he may believe to be true or that he has extrapolated. And some of his stuff is is close, but but his information sources are inaccurate. I know who those sources are. Um, and they are people who at one point probably had a little bit better information about the product, but currently don't have accurate information. And currently not very many people do because it's not like there's an active locker room. There's not a backstage where people are talking every day. Um, access and information to Lucha Underground um, isn't there to the, the public because they're not doing anything publicly. And I'm sure as soon as a bunch of people are back at the temple, those lines of communications and the, the access to that stuff, when more people are talking and everybody is back in the mix and in the know, then Dave will get more accurate again. But Lucha Underground has been away from the temple for a long time. I mean, the guys, the boys in the back, boys and girls in the back, they don't even necessarily know what's going on right now. They talk together all the time and, and they can't put two and two together because they're not involved on a day-to-day -day basis with these people. And it's not that anyone's trying to hide information from them. It's just that in other wrestling products, there's more conversation being had all the time. There's booking committees and rooms and trying to plan stuff out. Lucha Underground doesn't work that way. What's to know? What's to know? Whatever script is sitting on DJ's desk at his house right now, is probably the most exciting information out there about Lucha Underground. And guess who has that information? DJ. He's the only fucking yeah. one. Like, Roach probably doesn't even know half of what that is because Roach has I been so busy. 100% fucking yeah. Son of Madness uh, oh, segment. Um, oh, also, I've been getting a lot of questions lately, so I would like to answer those as well. Um, yes. Yes. No. Ted McGinty. Mokele Mabembe and NWO Sting. If Casey ever answers a question like this, he really means this. <laughs> it's funny because I actually know what like three, at least three of the questions Casey just answered are <laughs> from various Twitter things. I don't know if any of those were like private questions, but that's funny. The Ted McGinty and, uh, one was private. Okay. Now, uh, goes down in the DM. Um, also, I want to... Um, so, yeah, I, the, the Meltzer thing, like, the stuff that I can tell you that I know he is dead wrong on, um, he's wrong about the money, especially at Lucha Underground. Yeah, he does he's, not, also wrong, uh, he's also wrong about Cody Rhodes being a good wrestler. Oh. Like, well, come on. Cody but, is a good wrestler, but he is born and bred. Oh, oh, can I, can I, speaking of Cody Rhodes, did I talk about this last week? How I went to look for a Bullet Club shirt and all they had was fucking Cody? Oh, that's because he's moving tons of merch. So they stock up. Are we going to interrupt all of this to talk about Cody Rhodes? Yes. Listen, he tapes one of his hands. That's old school, man. It's cool. He, he wore a Dude, Dude, awesome. Have you seen him do the thing 
where he goes to where a guy goes for like a sunset flip or whatever and he drops down he just he already takes a bump and then he kicks a dude in the face kind of like his brother but you know not exactly like his brother like the whole stardust because his brother is one of the best fucking wrestlers alive today come on by the way, future world champ, future universe champ, Goldust. He's only starting with our truth. He's gonna he's gonna take the belt soon. What's up? Yeah, I don't I don't know that I believe that. Did you hear how dead quiet the audience was during that segment? I read about I that. Bad for him. That sucks because he and our truth are actually very talented and they're good at what they do. But they've been made jokes. No, Goldust is good at everything. Do I need to send you his matches against the great Bunkhouse Buck? No, he's he is totally great at everything. But honestly, I think it's time to shed the gimmick permanently because no. it's just not over. No. It's not over anymore. It, every time he does, ah, oh, I pop, I pop. I'm not even watching the show. I I can just I just feel when he does it, and I well, pop. Dude. The, the the segments that he did last week, there was like five of those in there. But I don't even think he made the Hulu cut again. I'll have to watch, but I think I mean I like they know. cut him out of the Hulu cut almost every freaking week. And that reminds me, Justin, I would like to um to remind the audience that today's episode of the MMM show is brought to you by Lucha Loca Boner Pills featuring the great Dr. Wagner Jr. Your boner will be BN, 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 BN. This is a real fucking thing. If you haven't seen it, it's on my Twitter. They're not really sponsoring us, or are they? You'll never know. The camera's too high up. But uh, you'll know yeah, if we start posting hashtags. Here's sure my last uh, comment about Casey's answer to a question. The, um, the boner pills. Uh, Mass Republic, I told them they should start selling them, and they tagged Dr. Wagner in it. Like, I wonder if he knows about this, and he never answered. So that means that motherfucker knows. Use code MMM show for 10% more. <laughs> You're right. Fucking right. Strong like bull. Um, so big, so strong. So who's to blame for Son of Madness? I think it's oh. DJ, right? I don't know. I, but DJ was really nice to me when I ran into him at Spider-Man, so maybe he's not to blame, and maybe he just thinks it's all very funny. He was nice to you because he was relieved that it wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's Having seen DJ's drinking habits firsthand, I'm inclined to uh, blame him for Son of Madness. Uh, I, I basically, like, if something happens that I like, I blame Chris Roach. And if I don't like it, I blame DJ. Wait, so you give Chris Roach the credit for all the good stuff? Yeah. I know of a couple I know of a couple that were Roach that were meh. Nah. I actually don't know who does what. I'm just fucking around because DJ said very mean things on the final episode of The Last Real Heels, and I fucking pulled that show off the air forever. Forever because you to do with it. What? They no, don't know who you are. I keep referencing you to them, and they keep asking why you wear that dumb floppy hat all the time you know that's they, the other asked, lucha gringo that's not this lucha gringo that's, that's the that's older lucha gringo. i would i would never wear a bucket hat now there's so many lucha gringos it's hard to keep track it's like how many warriors were there one just one really i it's not i know you believe in the paul mccartney theory of ultimate warriors but i don't subscribe to it man i think there's only one warriors from wcw have died <laughs> Poor renegade. All right, 
All right, All right. Pete, you shouldn't have pissed off the gambler. I think it's funny, though, that Dave Meltzer keeps talking about budgets. Like, they ran investors, Lucha Underground, running out of money, blah, 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 as if it wasn't a TV show where they go, oh, all right, here's your season, here's your suitcase full of money. Right. So let, let's, let's explain this to people so they understand why exactly Meltzer is wrong. You don't really run out of money. You can, you can blow a budget, but uh, Lucha Underground hasn't ever really done that. The number that he thinks they're spending, by the way, is higher than the actual budget. They're actually a, a relatively economically made show. Um, you know, I'm not going to put out what the numbers are, and you can dig and try to find them for yourself. They're not really out there, but there's a lot of reasons to not put them out there um, because everyone will either think that the company is too cheap and make some judgment based on that or everyone will think that the company has all sorts of extra money and try to get a piece of it the the real fact of the matter is they're a well-budgeted show they're right on target they get the exact right amount of money for what they need to make um and that might lead to problems down the line of getting bigger talent or if talent gets really big because then you know unlike wrestling shows where you could just allocate more money to certain talent because they're bringing in more money when you're lucha underground and you have a set fee per episode of what you're allowed to spend that includes on your talent and you can't just all of a sudden write new lines for it i, I believe certain concessions were made for mundo and ray um but I think they were done by the network and they were added into the budget. And I don't know that the network can really afford to do a ton of that outside of a couple of guys. So, and I mean, this is partially probably why you see guys like Ricochet freaking out and wanting to leave. Like it's not enough exposure for him, even though it really helped make him, I'm not going to say it completely made him, but it definitely helped. Who the um, fuck is Ricochet? Uh, the other King, not the, not the Cuerno King, not the King of Cuernos. King he's, the king, he's the king, king of Sid? bullets that bounce back. Byron fist bump <laughs> me, King Sid. King Sid. I'll, I'll even fist bump King Sid. Um, so look, so here, here's the deal. The numbers that Meltzer has put out are actually high. Um, and, and, and here's part of where some of this speculation comes from. Um, and if you know Meltzer's source, which a lot of you probably already do know that I'm not going to out right here, but... Uh, there's a reason why Meltzer thinks they're spending too much money, and that's because Lucha Libre FMV, to get Lucha Underground started, did spend a lot of money. That's totally documented. A lot of people know about it. It's not a secret. They spent money on those comic books. They spent money on costume design. They spent money on uh, you know IP registrations and this, that, and the other thing, and really trying to get Rodriguez and MGM on board. They shelled out, the initial investors shelled out a lot of money. Some of those deals were good deals and good ideas. Some of them were bad. Some of them were overpriced. Yes, initially, Lucha Underground probably spent too much money. But guess what? It worked. <laughs> they got yeah. fucking Mark Burnett and Robert Rodriguez in a room to make a TV show for them. That's worth spending a couple million dollars more than you're supposed to be spending on something, to tell you the truth. I mean, now they have a chance at a, at a product that could live a long time and generate them a lot of money. Now, here's the other thing to know. Even in spite of weird merchandising deals and, and maybe some bad publicity and bad deals on their part from Lucha Libre, FMV, and MGM not being involved enough, probably, 
They're in the black now. They're paying back all the investors. They're getting their money back. Nobody over there is upset about the money side. The only people that are saying there's a problem with the money side are guys like Dave Meltzer or workers yeah. who aren't making what they want to be making. But those things hopefully can change. I, I don't I don't know what else to tell no, you. Justin, you know, by Crom, I wish I knew who was telling him this stuff. But um <laughs> hey, he God damn it. Oh, I was hoping to make you spit it out. God damn it. Uh, uh, I like that. That's another king, but the, the king version never got made. Moving on. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Are you not going to tell me my Reddit password? I don't know your Reddit password. So, look, the, the budget of Lucha Underground, the way it works, guys, is there's a per episode amount of money that is doled out when you make a TV show. They say, hey, your budget, like, you know, for my last show was, I think, like uh, $236,000 an episode or something. I don't know. And then that money has to cover everything. And when that money runs out, your episode is done and you put it on TV. That's <laughs> kind of the way it goes. And you don't over budget because you have a line producer that takes each line item and says we're going to spend this much on talent we're going to spend this much on travel we're going to spend this much on food we're going to spend this much on camera department we're going to spend this much on you know the vignette segments and skip we're going to spend this much on publicity and then you know maybe there's some other budget somewhere else for some top level publicity or some top level company stuff but per episode it is what it is you get a certain amount of money you hire everyone ahead of time. You know what you're going to get charged. There's very rarely a lot of unforeseen costs. Like what, what extra costs are you going to run into at the temple on the day of filming that you didn't know about ahead of time? Like how does anyone think they're blowing a budget when they know months in advance how much money they have to spend that very day? You know? And for Lucha Underground to spending shit right now, they're not even in fucking production. Yeah, and, and you have to look at it this way, too. In one weekend, they filmed five episodes in two days. Five episodes in two days for, you know, around the, the, the probably the kind of numbers that Byron and I get to make episodes of reality TV shows. But my shows typically take eight to 16 days to make one episode for that amount of money. I also don't have to employ 10 million, you know, talent and workers and camera guys all at the same time. But but Lucha Underground is very efficient in getting five episodes in two days, you know, on regular, you know, cable TV money. That's impressive to me. And people who don't understand that, like, there's nothing I can say to you. There's you, you don't know TV. You probably don't understand these things. It's not a wrestling product. It's not a wrestling show. And the other thing about Lucha Underground is all the money doesn't mingle together in one pile like yeah. WWE or some of these other companies. Lucha Libre FMV gets their money from licensing the IPs and from doing the merch and this, that, and the other thing. Then MGM gets their money as a producer of the TV show, they get producers fees and EP fees and whatnot paid to them by El Ray and Univision. El Ray gets their money by selling the ads to the shows and then doing some of the distribution. Then MGM gets more money from, you know, doing distribution to Netflix and they probably have to share some of that with the network and then doing the Germany deals and whatnot. Like all these piles of money are separate and they're, paying back who they're supposed to pay back. They're making money and they're making a product efficiently for a good price. That's all anyone needs to know. Any debates about them losing their shirts 
are ridiculous. Now, don't get me wrong. I am a firm believer in the fact that Lucha Underground could, in fact, be making a lot more money. Yeah. I think there are some very easy revenue streams that they may, in fact, be missing out on. I think the house show tour idea was a great idea. Don't know why that fizzled and why they haven't been able to get that off the ground. The workers want to work. I think Lucha Libre FMV would love to be touring some of these guys around, and it would stop shit from happening like Dorian sending guys from AAA that are also Lucha Underground employees over to Impact. But damn it, guys need to fucking work, and Dorian wants exposure. So I don't know where, where that conked out but putting the lucha underground product on the road um just for a few house shows and not overdoing it i think would be a very very wise idea for promotion of the product for keeping workers going and for making some extra money and And on those tours they should sell some t-shirts go ahead Um, that's the thing they've missed the boat on the lucrative lucha libre boner pill market because dr wagner just swept in and started marketing so, you know, he's joining things like, uh, you know, usually they're like strong animals like fucking rhinos and stuff. So maybe rhinos should get in on it, too. But uh, Dr. Wagner Jr., king of the boner pills, doesn't matter if he loses his mask or not, because he's got that boner pill money. Well, the, I just, here's, here's what's baffling. When they make the show from a creative standpoint, they wanted a show of superheroes with masks. Lucha Libre, that's why they picked up a top indie performer like King Ricochet and put a mask on him and marketed him as from Boyle Heights because they wanted that mass superstar. That's why Sexy Star was always... You just the call the fucking King Ricochet. That's why, yeah. Hashtag King Ricochet. That's why Sexy Star was always the number one female performer character on the show because she wore a mask. She was able to represent what they wanted with the mask. They all wear masks. Most of, or if not all, of the original characters wear masks on the show. It's so important for this world that they live in. When you see a vignette and one of their gentlemen hangs out at a motel and meets two other guys and fights them, these thugs all wear masks. Masks are a central theme to this world of Lucha Underground. They barely sell any masks. They don't sell Lucha Underground masks. They don't have a generic I'm a, I'm a believer mask. Imagine if they had just generic Lucha, uh, Lucha Underground masks. They sold yeah, the- Imagine they, if they just had Lucha Underground. Like, audience is filled with Lucha, people wearing the logo on their face. They should be selling Puma masks, and they sort of are, but they're not doing a good job. They should be selling Mel Mertis masks. They should be selling... Uh, sexy star masks if they can I know there's intellectual property issues there but the show was born out of the concept of this is a different show partially because they all wear masks which but all there's have. not intellectual property issues if Dorian is the one selling them yeah why don't they sell masks they did they sold out and then they never got them again they're actually back on the website i think they're selling uh mil muertes masks on the ebay store right now but they should sell kill shot should have his mask sold right i want a kill shot mask i'm gonna just yeah. get one made you have to go on ebay or um i bought i bought a, a mask i don't have them with me right now they're on their way here but um i bought a ray mysterio mask from jade masks um when i'm on facebook i've also got masks from uh ruben 
that's where I got my sweet uh, Ruben tattoo. That's where I got my sweet um, Luchanigro mask, which I love. But I got a Rey Mysterio mask, which was... Um, Wait, you, you have the regular Lucha logo mask? Yeah. Ruben made me custom one. It's not like the one that Casey has. I, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a little different. Oh, but Andre wants awesome. a kill shot mask too. See now, Andre could probably do some flippy shit like kill shot and make that mask work a little bit better than my old ass. See, I want to just get Andre an Outback Jack outfit. You know what I need? I need a I need a Dante Fox full body costume. <laughs> you know, That's Outback what I need. Jack's finisher was the shit. He would try to clothesline you, and then he'd miss, and then he'd clothesline you in the back of the head because it's a fucking boomerang. Um. Let me talk about a couple other uh, strange rumors away from the Lucha Underground thing. Hopefully that answers a little bit of the Lucha Underground questions. And guys, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. Like, I know everybody wants Lucha Underground news. Um, there's a little bit of a void of it right now. But that's look, they're not all sitting in an office together. Like, DJ's off working on a show. Roach is off working on his show. EB Dub's trying to do other stuff for MGM and trying, you know, figure out timelines for the show. Like those guys, they all have regular jobs. All the camera departments elsewhere. Vampiro's down in AAA doing stuff. You know, it's like they're not all sitting in a room together. So getting information again um, from anyone from anywhere is very, very difficult. I, I will stay on everybody that I know that knows them or any way to get access to them or Dorian or anybody and see if I can get more information. Um, but you know, a lot of things are there's a plan for a lot of stuff but plans don't always come together like the plan really was october 14th mid-october but the plan to get to mid-october was to have um you know things in place by by like june it's just not you know these things aren't necessarily all gonna flow smoothly but there's a plan you know there was a plan to do live touring i don't know where it fell off but it's probably because Season four hasn't been officially announced yet. So, and hopefully a lot of these things will circle back once, you know, things are flowing again better. What's up, Byron? What were you going to say? It seemed uh, back when, uh, might have been a Sports Illustrated interview, Sports Illustrated interview uh, with the owner or president of El Rey, they didn't seem in a hurry to greenlight because as a TV show, they're still running a lot of first-run content from the show. And they just did the Netflix thing. So they're as a network that he seemed like they were more concerned with let's air like 30 more episodes and then we'll talk about next season. Well, and, and it makes sense too, from a network standpoint and, and they're, they have a bigger fish to fry. Like they don't have a problem with Lucha underground. They have a problem with saturation and what they've got to figure out is how to get their entire product where they need it to be. You know, they've had issues with Univision and El Rey getting taken off of Time Warner for a while. And then now Sling has bumped them to a higher tier. Um, but then DirecTV has them in HD now. So, you know, it's like two steps back, one step forward kind of stuff. They're working on, oh, God, you put on that mask, Meatloaf. Here I am. I invited you to the show. I'm like, let's check in with my boy Meatloaf. I want to see what's up with him. And here he comes. Cock gurgling already with the fucking phantasma. No, you can put it back on. You don't have to take it off. I'm just saying. Like you should put the mask back on. Trust me. What's what's your deal? Why is your hero? Why is your hero and idol fucking with me, Meef? What's your boy's deal? I don't know. I don't he, may know. Said, he may have, he may have heard something. He may have seen something. I don't know. 
I think I I know what he heard. He heard that sound I'd made that imitating you and him last week. <laughs> I won't even do it again. It's so vulgar. It's like worse than the things Mayweather and Floyd were saying to each other. Oh, I'm so mean. Get the fuck down. I Casey, why did Conor McGregor's suit not say "fuck you" the first day? Why did it say "fuck you"? He's never said the word "fuck" in his life. Because he's shitty at gimmicks, man. He's shitty at gimmicks. I'm gonna say it, but you know what? Whoever made him on Fire Pro World was fucking amazing. They even kind of made the shitty chest tattoo. It was awesome. I just jobbed him to the Undertaker before the podcast today. Uh huh. Um. So okay, I want to get into a couple other things. Hey, Meef, before uh before I leave the Lucha oh. Underground talk, what case? Go ahead. Don't we don't we have like a whole episode to cover before we do leave Lucha Underground talk? No, we're gonna cover the episode, but I'm 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 gonna cover some other rumors first. I think yeah. we'll get all the news and rumors out of the way, and then we'll talk about the show. Um. You have any news or rumors about uh, Lucha Underground you want to talk about, Meatloaf? Our gracious guest from across the pond? Mm-hmm. Doesn't, doesn't don't know if there's anything new, really. I've not Well, hey, did you say that Thunder Rosa's coming over there on your on your side of the pond soon? Oh, yeah, she's doing a tour in, like, September, October. God. Um, which, yeah, I need to go to the show in Leeds, but apparently the... The promotion's bad, um, so I don't know. I it's kind of where I'm from, so I might go back home for a few weeks, like days even, so weeks. Jesus Christ, don't give me that off work. But um, well, yeah, getting off work is always the hard part, isn't it? I would go to a lot more shows if there weren't those pesky things like jobs and lives and things to deal with. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't stop Byron. I'd be recording the podcast every Friday if you fuckers could do that. Just saying. Yeah. Friday well, today. What's up? It's Friday now. What Take I, it where you can get it. Me and Byron are not working this week, though. I have to go back what and do something. I signed some- up for, and then you made it an hour earlier, and now I can't see Baby Driver today, Justin. Thanks. Good. Fuck. I'm happy that you're sad. Tomorrow. You're a dick. Wait, Bola tickets haven't gone on sale yet, have they? Why not? No one's going to get fucking Bola tickets. Come on. Come on. I mean... If I murder somebody, like it's three blocks from where I live and I can never get into a PWG show. Dude, they wouldn't let Jerry O'Connell in. They're not going to let some guy from Storm Chasers in. Come on. (laughs) I would like to go this year, though, and I think I might actually be in town for it. Um, Anyway, so go ahead, Meef. I was going to say, apparently loads of people are whinging about um, who's actually there this year because it's not like the star-studded wonder event that it usually is well all these it motherfuckers is. need to go watch walter wrestle and stop being little bitches how about this how about you go on your little youtube after this episode don't make our fucking viewers go down you get you get on your little youtube you put on your little panties and you go look up big daddy walter and you see him work and everyone will stop complaining yeah i mean i everyone. think that I think that the list is full of great workers. And here's the other thing that people need to remember about PWG. It's like last year kind of was their all-star moment, but they helped make a lot of those guys. So yeah, they all came out of the woodwork. They came back and, you know, which is awesome. But PWG is also about building big stars and talent 
out right. of some of the younger guys. And so there's still a few of the big names there. They give some of the newer guys the rub. And they better show out if they're at PWG. They better put on a fucking stellar performance so that they can be more respected when they come back next year. And you know what? Trick. I saw people bitching that they announced Flamita, and those people can go fuck themselves because oh, Flamita is one of the best luchadors in the world today. And if you don't believe me, ask TKD on Twitter, and he'll fuck you up with Taekwondo for talking shit about Flamita. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, he um, as well. Dude, Flamita's great. Like, he's, uh, where the fuck's Nightclaw? You know, he's in where the, the uh, there's only so many spots on the roster available, and, you know, Son of Madness has to fill one of them, Casey. Yeah, yeah, you know, hey, it's cool. Let's drop the ball on Flamita. Let's send Superfly back to Mexico, but we can have two fucking Son of Havocs running around. Maybe oh, so the last... Go ahead. He could be the new Prince Puma. <laughs> he could be. But you know what? I want them to just go full out and have a Princess Puma. And it'll be a fucking statement to... Um, hey, you know what? Yeah, they could sign a woman that's good and have that be the representative of... The <laughs> they they do have several women that are good that are signed. No, I mean, I, I just don't want Byron saying they should use Sexy Star as my thing. Um, oh, yeah. No, no but as a character. As a character. Roster, good, have a fucking tribe that they already represent. That's the thing. Except for Ivelisse, she doesn't have a tribe. Does she need one? Can I, I don't know. know. I have to interrupt. This is very important. Um, so I... You know, you know, everyone knows I bought a dresser that's too big and it doesn't fit. And everyone knows that. And we, I don't, we don't need to rehash those details. So I found one, the one I wanted, that's discontinued on it. Right? And I found it. But it's in Clinton Hill. If you're familiar with New York, you know that I live in Manhattan, the city that never sleeps. And it's a pain in the ass to get to Clinton Hill, especially, you know, it's like a 40-minute drive without traffic. To Uber back with. So what were you saying, Justin? You know, I was just going to talk about wrestling and MMA and combat so sports. I just went on eBay, found the same dresser being sold by someone a 15-minute walk away for the same twenty dollars. I'm going to get my dresser, get and I'm going to be it. able to not spend a ton on Uber or Lyft. Um, well, you're gonna have to carry a dresser back for 15 minutes. Dude. No, I'm That's gonna put it in. A, I'm gonna put it in the back of a Lyft or Uber for like 10 blocks instead of. That doesn't sound like something that you should go right now. You should go right now, dude. If I'm your Uber driver and some big ginger Kenny Omega looking dude shows up with a dresser and wants to put it in the back of my Honda Civic, I'm gonna say fuck off. It's hey. I took an Uber from the airport with like four suitcases and a guitar, so they can handle a small dresser that'll fit in the closet. Oh, Byron, you play you play guitar? Yeah, I'm not good at it, but I have it. Okay, well, I'm gonna move on. I want to talk about something else, and and Casey's gonna hate this too. But I want to ask a question, Byron and Meeflof. You'll probably want to answer this. Why was Finn Balor not on the last Raw pay per view, or? Anderson and Gallows. Um, Finn Balor, who gives a shit? Anderson and Gallows, that's fucked up because those guys are good brothers. They've killed them. 
here's my here's my take on it. My take is two things are possible. One, uh, they just kind of forgot about them. Like they're not yeah, they have no choice right now. So it's like, yeah, let's have someone else do something, right? Or two, they have big plans, but it requires a little bit of a reboot. So perhaps they're going to pull them off out of the eye for a little bit and then maybe do something with them. On no, a they're not going to do that. You don't That's think so? Because honestly, I got to say, I, I actually agree with Byron on this one. I was feeling like it was a bit suspect that maybe, maybe there might be some type of bullet club thing happening, putting no. Fergal back with his boys. You don't think so? Okay. Um, guys, what's the fucking definition of insanity here? Every time WWE does something, you think it's going to lead to something good, and it's always fucking bullshit. It's like, come on, it's not going to happen. They're probably going to have Finn Balor be Bailey's fucking love interest that kisses her for the first time, and oh. then Anderson and Gallows will split up and not sell any fucking merch and fight each other, and no one will give a shit, and then they'll be like, wait, he hit his head, and now he's retarded again, and he's Festus. And then he'll, like, ring the bell and he'll make the face, you know? And biscuits and gravy. There you go. Biscuits and gravy. Definition of insanity. You're welcome. I'm to be fair, it's more likely to happen. Look, I, well, here's the thing, though. You got you to gotta admit, though, WWE right now could use a faction badly. And how sweet would it be if it was a babyface faction with Finn with no. Anderson and Gallows and with AJ. I would throw AJ in there too. No. Let them Anderson do a four-man babyface faction and sell merch. Anderson and Gallows are not fucking babyfaces. They may be in all of our hearts, but no, 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 no. But give it no, a shot. No. They've got no faces that are getting over right now. It's because you know what, Justin? Faces and feces are only one letter apart and face pieces of shit. What do you think, Meef? Am I crazy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as that we're keeping it simple, Meef never agrees I'm with me. So, I'm so glad I'm man agree with me. Fan, baby. Damn it, J-Man, get some internet. I need J-Man on my side here. We know it We get J-Man on to talk about MMA and rigs. <laughs> fake news. Completely Solid fake news. news. It, it makes total sense to do the Bullet Club thing, but they're not going to do it because it makes sense. So, because yeah, it makes sense, uh, exactly. That's yeah. They, they, Beef knows what's fucking up. Gallows and Anderson, first night they come in, they come in to ring in normal attire, kick the shit into everybody. Two weeks later, they're jobbing. Mm -hmm. They're nobodies. Yeah. Have they won anything they except for like Enzo and Big Cash? They beat Big Cash and Enzo. But they lost to Big Cast in Enzo like a thousand times. Yeah, I don't know. You know how desperate they are to get Big Cast. Made talking shop go away, and talking shop was the best wrestling podcast in the world. No, it's on the Jericho Network. You know how desperate they are to get Big Cast heat. They're leaking to to the dirt sheets that he's a Trump supporter. <laughs> He does look like the salt lord, doesn't he? Let's be honest. Maybe he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be a really big name in the business once he gets that bitch tit surgery. Come on, isn't yeah. he? Isn't Maybe he with Carmilla though? He can't possibly be a Republican. 
I don't know. That's what they say. All, all I know is he seems to have gotten in worse shape since coming up to the main roster where you have more money for better PEDs. Just Enzo's carrying him. <laughs> <laughs> or did. Or did. Or tried to. Yeah. But then Enzo's terrible at wrestling, so... So it makes perfect sense to have him carrying Big Cass. You know, you know putting them up be, so they can get a giant singles push. Dude, you don't need to be good at wrestling to be good at wrestling. And, That's you know, true. I... Yeah. Enzo can at least... Like, he might have a couple problems running the ropes sometimes, but he can at least take a turnbuckle, Sexy Star. I don't know. I like Enzo. I think Enzo's great. I think he's going to come on and be entertaining and sell shirts, and everyone's going to be happy. And regardless of. You're talking about him selling shirts. How many did you buy, Byron? Enzo shirts? No. You got a couple of haters shirt in there? Somewhere? Cup of haters? Cup of haters? I'm just saying. Like, I, I can't talk. I bought a Brock shirt. I have a Brock shirt. I bought one. What city? Is that Cleveland? Lost Angeles. Why? You know, I was going to give you shit, but I've got some Brock Lesnar merchandise. I'll, I'll show you. Hold on. <laughs> you got a giant uh, strap-on rig? Anyway, there's another piece of news. Uh, all natural, Justin. All natural. Hold on. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting my merch. All right. All right. Get your merch. Hopefully it's not Musk. It's probably not. So while he's getting his merch, I want to talk about this other rumor that's going around that I I know a little bit about how true or untrue it is, but let's just go with the rumor version of uh, there were close to a deal to license back to the Hardys in WWE their broken Hardys universe gimmicks for 50% of the revenues generated by them. Um, what do you think about that? Like, is that a reasonable number? But how, how do you measure that other than merchandise? As in, do they decide that during the time they're on, on the matches, the team, the commercials, they get 50% of the commercial money. Do they get 50% of, somehow the ratings actually meaning money when they actually just mean people watching. Well, no, I think it's, it's really more about the, the merchandising more than anything else. And some of the gimmicking, you know, they, they might get some of the pay-per-view money. If, uh, you know, the Hardys are the draw. So wait, is that a Brock? Of course it's a Brock. This is a rare Brock. He was a Walmart exclusive. Can that rare Brock do a box jump up onto the ring? <laughs> yes. Nice. See, that's yeah, solid very, merch. Very soft head like a baby. Uh, that might be true in real life, because have you ever seen him get punched in that head? He doesn't seem to like it very much. Yeah, I mean, his head kind of looks like Fedor's head, and, you know, Tail said that he's got a doughy fucking head. Yeah, but Fedor's not afraid to get hit in his mush. <laughs> no, no. But uh, Brock Brock does not like to be punched in the face. You know in what? fact, they were doing that worked angle with Joe, and I thought that Brock was running away from, from some of the fake strikes. <laughs> I think that this Broken Hardys thing, it's like whatever. If they bought the rights, they wouldn't do shit with it anyway, and it would suck. I don't and know. I think once Matt goes broken, 
I think he has an opportunity to get a sentimental run as Universal Champ or one of the top belts. Because he had, Jeff has one, but Matt doesn't. And it's a strong enough personality for him to get like a month or two up top. Well, I think I, I think it's going to happen, actually. And you saw recently that they're letting Matt talk now, and he's starting to do a little bit of the broken angle, and he's stealing some of the, the lyrics from the song. I think what they're going to do is they're going to push it right to the edge now. They've said no to that deal, by the way. They've passed on it. I think the Hardys thought it was more obscene than WWE even thought it was. Like, for WWE, like, Impact's stupid. They should license it for a reasonable amount of money because, look, you know, a hundred percent of nothing is nothing. You know, ten percent of a billion dollars is a ten percent of a billion dollars. <laughs> like yeah. they're just idiots for not doing it. They should have just wow. let them have it, and it yeah. brings. And I think it brings the rub back to their promotion too. But regardless of that, I think that now they've probably angered Vince and the Hardys a little bit, and I think now the Hardys are going to fuck with them. I think they're going to push the gimmick right to the edge. It might not be broken Matt Hardy, but they'll come out with busted Matt Hardy or something stupid instead. Like they're going to fucking walk the line of stealing the gimmick at this point and totally fuck with impact. And I think you're going to get your broken Matt Hardy run after all. Well, check this you out. Know, you know what? Broken Matt Hardy default head in fire pro world. What's up? He's got the stupid fucking hair. He looks like William Murderface from fucking metalocalypse and shit. We'll yeah. check this oh, Polly Cross, by the way, is right that, yeah. uh, yes, they also wanted 50% of Jeff's music, um, which was obscene. obscene. But, but with, gen with general intellectual property um, stuff like this, uh, what I was reading was the 50% is kind of a standard spot to start negotiating. Like if what I was reading was, as an example, in music, and Justin, you might know more about this, you write a song you leave the label after that record, but you still want to license the song to like a commercial or whatever, that old record label and you will split that, the royalties about 50-50 if they own the song with you. Um, it's Some weird in music, it's weird in music though, because there's mechanical, mechanical royalties and there's uh, writing royalties, which are two yeah. different things. To license any song, all you have to do is License it from the publisher of the song or the, the writers, all the writers of the song. And then you can use the song. Now, to use the actual recording is a mechanical license. So you have to license the physical version of it to use. Two separate things. This is all, this is all so interesting. All right. Well, well, moving on. <laughs> I think in the real world of intellectual property, 50% is not as much of a, it's not as offensive as oh no 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 that's offensive that's ridiculous yeah. that's horribly offensive are you fucking kidding 50 percent. go ahead me does anybody remember the verve the rolling stones oh yeah they gave yeah. up all of theirs after the fact well they basically told them to themselves they even got, gave an award to them and they just awarded it to the rolling stones not the verve um in the uk but, um, the main question here is who the fuck buys jeff hardy's music well, I mean, every time it gets used, there's royalties generated from it. It's literally the shittest thing other than him trying to wrestle Sting. <laughs> oh, dude. This comic is so dope. Look at this shit. He's like fucking punching through him and shit. Whoa, there's there's you are, motherfucker. 
Speaking of Sting, isn't he better than The Undertaker? At least all of his drawings have a much more complimentary. All right, we have to address this. It's the elephant in the room. Miflo, you've been banned from this show by Casey more times than I can count now. Where are we at with this? Are you unbanned right now? I guess I'm here. I don't know. I just kind of went rogue because I wanted the answer. I I did say something about um, King Diamond. I yeah, so. I was only kidding when I said you were banned there. The Undertaker thing was not a joke. Uh, I saw. <laughs> also, Meatloaf, how many oh. hours did you spend shading in the drawing of the Undertaker? To be fair, the the uh, initial thought process of all the heel tactics that I could have done to Casey with that picture were more than I actually spent drawing it because I was going to send it to him in a photo frame with a picture of Sting beating him in the back and get him to open it up on the show. It's okay. <laughs> awesome. You told me you have done that. I have a Phantasma drawing for you that I've been sitting on. So. so does Justin, I think, after today. Oh, no. I don't even... That guy doesn't even rate in my book. I don't even think about oh, that, dude. he's a great wrestler. Come on. Whatever. He called me a pussy. Fuck that guy. He didn't call me a pussy. Whatever. Well, then you can you can chug his cock just like Meatloaf over there. Fuck oh, yeah, tag team, bro. Tag team. I'm getting a lot of feedback on the on the noises Justin was making. It's coming from Meef, I think. Meef, turn your speakers down some. Um, okay, so here's here's my last WWE. Uh, rumor or thing that I want to talk about at all so Casey doesn't want to quit the show. Becky Lynch versus Cyborg. Cyborg, Casey. These two have Twitter beef now. What the fuck is Becky Lynch thinking? Oh, what? Did she say an offensive pun? What happened, Justin? Uh, I mean, they just... I don't know exactly where it started or why, but uh, Cyborg tweeted at Triple H to tell Becky Lynch... Uh, tell Triple H not to let Becky Lynch anywhere near the ring with her. And then uh, she said, Ireland can handle, handle another star losing this summer. summer. Well, I'm well, hearing myself. myself. No. How many feedbacks do I get? Let me see. Let me see. No, that's still crazy. Uh, let me see what happens if I mute you. Does it go away? Yes, it goes away. So it's you. Undertake rules. <laughs> Just unmute yourself when you need to talk, Meef, and then it won't feed back. So, anyway, yeah, so then, uh, uh, oh, Cyborg also tweeted at her, Ireland can't handle another one of its stars losing this summer. Um, I think she's referring to Connor, but oh, who knows? Gone, bitch. You know, between Connor and Becky, it's not a good week for uh, and oh, Finn. Go take a couple of fucking steroids, eh? Huh? When did they start building the Ronda Rousey Stephanie McMahon match? We'll get to that. So, but then Becky well, says, do, "Okay, they but Becky Lynch versus Cyborg because they don't do intergender matches." Well, look, Becky had a good comeback, which is, "Are you sure Dana is going to let you uh, do anything?" Seeing as he doesn't really let you do much these days, which I thought was a pretty good comeback from that Becky. That was but. a good comeback, dude. It should have been something about her having like a dick or balls or something. Oh, like Becky can talk. Have you heard that manish chick talk? Jesus Christ, she's like halfway hot, halfway your uncle. It's frightening. It's not Bob's your uncle. It's Becky's your uncle. <laughs> 
Uh, that just wasn't a good comeback. They're too scared of saying anything awesome and getting fired or in trouble. And, I just uh, want to know where this is coming from, though. I mean, do you think Cyborg is looking for the the exit? Is she gonna hop? Is she gonna be the one to hop to WWE before Ronda? Is she gonna pass fucking wellness? Come on, no. Yeah, wellness is a little different over there than it is in UFC. But yeah, if you if you're part time, you don't have to pass wellness. Oh, you know what's gonna happen? WWE will sign her, and then she'll just turn into a fat pig. She won't take any drugs. She won't be buff. She won't look like she can murder people. She'll stop looking like Vandalay Silva, and she'll just look round. <laughs> she'll be hey. a circle. Hey, circular wrestlers need to make a comeback. I, you know, I fucking miss King Kong Bundy. Five count. I'm with Looks you. like a penis in a broken black condom. Just say. In the uh, May Young special thing. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, I have a question. I'm seeing pictures, like screen grabs, of the May Young Classic and the wrestlers in it in their ring. I'm seeing pictures from a broadcast. Has it been airing? I didn't see anything on NXT. I looked on the network. How do I? What's the deal with that? I don't um, know how you see the May Young Classic. I don't care how you see the May Young Classic. I am watching DDTUniverse.com, baby. You want to see a match where everyone, even the referees, wearing a funadoshi? That's where you fucking go. You don't know what a funadoshi is? Fucking Google it. I'm not. I'm not your Google bitch. Thanks, Casey. Joey uh, Ryan. Joey Ryan, all the way. I don't know. I, the WWE thing with UFC guys, like I thought Connor for sure was going to end up there at one point because I thought that that was going to be his big money ticket. Now I'm pretty sure he doesn't need that money. Um. But maybe we do still see Ronda over there. Maybe we see Cyborg too. Maybe we're more likely to see Ronda versus Cyborg in WWE than anywhere else at this point. Because she comes to save Becky Lynch's fucking life after Cyborg murders her. Because Ronda's already at all the tapings for the Mae Young Classic. But she's too scared to sign up for the fucking tournament because she knows Hojo's going to drop the elbow on her ass and take her out, motherfucker. That would be awesome. Yeah, they're Hope probably going to jobber to fucking Tessa Blanchard in the first round, though, so fuck it. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> fuck you. I didn't read spoilers. I'm sure they're out there. I didn't read spoilers. That's just my guess at how stupid the company is. Um, all right, I'm going to – I'm gonna. I, I, I got to get to McGregor Mayworth at some point, but it's going to be later. I want to oh. talk – I want to talk quickly about Gegard Mousasi signing to Bellator. I don't know Case. who he is. I don't Ga know. Gay, gay guard, not like the way Floyd May Mayweather would say gay guard, oh, but wow. like he signed to Bellator. All that he went on a press tour for UFC after his contract was up, and then he still signed to Bellator. That is a huge <laughs> signing for him. This guy was one fight away from from the title, probably in UFC, and they lost him. I think this is probably the biggest snafu yet like letting Bader go fine Phil Davis fine um even Benson Henderson fine I think letting Gegard Musasi go was a big mistake on their part I don't know if you can say worst snafu ever because Johnny Ace once signed the wrong one-legged wrestler Just remember that <laughs> okay that's a pretty major snafu it's an urban legend that is very true and told repeatedly all right. Yeah, they had to they had to keep the dude on the roster for a little while, so they couldn't just say, 
We didn't need two one-legged wrestlers. So we're going to have to let you go. <laughs> That's so jacked up. Meant a good one, not you. Because the dude was like 40 and shit, too. Like, you know, like he was an older one-legged wrestler as far as wrestlers go. And uh, didn't do flippy shit like Zach Gowan. Uh, I heard some foot fetish just stole his leg once. That's really kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Meatloaf. The entire yeah. MMA world is in your backyard-ish. Well, I mean, I know you're not in London, but um, what do you think about this fucking Conor McGregor, M Floyd Mayweather world tour? Uh, well, I, I've not seen what happened today. I watched the first one because I was up and about. But apparently Co um, Conor McGregor ran out of things to say today. So yeah, I'm not saying it. I think he got. I, I think Floyd got the better of it yesterday. Uh, you should watch today's though. I think. Uh, I think that it ended on much more even footing. And of course, Connor, huge Irish contingent in London for him. I mean, it's only a hop, skip, and a jump from from Ireland over. Um, pretty pretty amazing stuff today. Here is swearing on TV is a big thing. Well, can you say faggot on TV there? Oh, whoa! Ish, because technically it's a meatball. A fag, it's a meatball there? I thought it was a cigarette. What the fuck? No, no, no yeah. a fag, a fag is a cigarette. I'm hungry. Yeah. So you, you can go to a pub and get a pint and um, some faggots for five pounds, so, you know. <laughs> so the, well, there then maybe that's why Floyd saved it, because Floyd actually called Conor McGregor a faggot today. Oh, now. Yeah. Here's my question for you, you guys, and you guys can all answer this at your leisure. Is Connor's dance boy dance comment from the first couple days where he, he basically called Floyd, McGregor, uh, Floyd Mayweather boy, is that worse than Floyd calling Connor a faggot? Okay. I'll let Casey go. Which one would get bleeped on television? I don't think it's worse. I'll say Triple H, didn't he call Booker T boy? Didn't he talk like that in their feud? He said worse than that. Vince McMahon called Booker used the N word to John Cena in front of Booker T. And then he then he said, "Tell so, me, he did not just say that." Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Did Vince have a bag on? So he was totally cool. When I heard the comment, when I was watching it live, the boy comment, the first thing I turned to my missus and said was, oh my god, did he just call him boy? Because, I mean, even even as a, like, look how fucking pale I am. I know what I mean? I'm reflecting light. Like, if some fucker calls me boy, they, like, I've worked in, re I work in retail, and I've worked in, like, really bad retail, where you get clicky fingers, and just, just in general like that. And I know the, the connotation towards a gentleman of colour isn't, you know, the, the greatest thing. What so, I'm gonna I'm gonna do to settle all of this is I'm gonna quote a great man, Sir Sir Marcus Calloway, when he said, "What you fail to realize, boy, is I've crippled more people than polio." <laughs> that was well, and that's, a, and that's the thing. Like I yeah. took it that way. Like yeah. I did. I had the same reaction as Meatloaf. At first, I was like, "Oh." Oh, did he just do that? And it wasn't like a, oh, did he just do that? I'm offended. It was like a, 
oh no, is this going to derail the whole fight because he just overstepped himself? But I also, I really genuinely don't think he meant it that way. I think he meant more like, you know, it was calling him yeah, like a child. Like you, you are nothing. You're a little midget of a man and you're a boy and you act like a kid and uh, I can't stand you. I think he was more going for that and it was just like, yeah, but it was a bad choice of terminology to get there. Like a real bad one. Well, what do you guys, do you guys think that this is part of the, a problem that they kind of face where this is a very, this is very much a wink, wink, you know, nudge, nudge, sort of, hey guys, we're going to fight. We're going to have a press conference where we talk trash. When obviously the two guys are blowing it out, making more money than they've ever made in their whole lives. Like they have to do something to kind of make people buy into it and believe. And they're pushing an envelope. They're trying to do s- stuff that's shocking, like the fuck you suit. That ended up being kind of cute. It was amazing. <laughs> How tough was that? I didn't realize he did it. I couldn't believe it. I thought he was taking the piss. I love awesome. that. Suit. Oh, yeah. When he said it, I didn't know because you couldn't really see it. And then I saw a close up that it looked like some letters. And it wasn't until I found the picture where I was like, oh, my God, it actually says that. He really did that. That is fucking amazing. But what did but he do like, two years ago? Here's the thing. I don't think that it's all a work. I think part of this really is it's it's a work because everyone knows that Connor has to do this to a certain extent. But I don't think that much of it is prearranged. I don't think that it is necessarily agreed on. And I think you saw that by what they did in Los Angeles where Connor wasn't quite sure of what the format was going to be or how to attack Floyd. But I think that everyone knew, including Connor and Floyd's team and all the promoters, that Connor did have to drum it up. He did have to take it up a notch. Connor was going to step across the line. He was going to drop F-bombs, and they were going to let him. Like, it wasn't ever meant for broadcast TV. And in that regard, it's like, but that's also what they're paying him for. It's like, dude, we didn't let you in the door for you to not be a clown. We brought you in because you're a very successful clown. In fact, you're the most successful clown in the whole world right now at at that whole deal. And But I don't think anybody had to take it further than that. I don't think anyone had to say to Connor, like, hey, Connor, you've been hired to be a clown. I think for him, it has actually legit worked in the past. He's gotten some of his opponents worked up. It gets him inside their head. He gets some reactions from them. He gets full of himself, and it helps him reinforce his uh, mental self-image that he uses to win these fights because part of it is that. Part of it's skill, but part of winning fights really is a bravado and, and a confidence in yourself that pushes you to a point where you can physically take the damage and give out the damage. It's part of winning a fight, and they tell you all the time, like these fighters who start letting doubt in about the other guy being able to win and beat them, all of a sudden they start hitting skids and slides and can't really quite get back together like Chris Weidman right now or like Johnny Hendricks. Like after Johnny lost his belt, like that dude lost his mind and just turned into a fat ass. Like that was a guy who had the true will of a champion for a long time, got to the belt, got a bunch of money, got sponsorships, lost the belt, and then lost it all. Never got it back mentally because he always keeps letting that doubt and weakness into his game. Connor can't do that and was never going to do that. Floyd is also not going to do that. And I think that's the part of this whole thing that people are discounting as legitimate. The bravado itself is the most legitimate part of the whole fight. 
Connor's not going to win this fight, guys. I like Conor McGregor. I would love to see Conor McGregor win this fight. I really would. There would nothing would please me more being more of an MMA guy, even though I started with boxing, being more of an MMA guy than to see Conor McGregor win this fight. But the simple fact of the matter is, if you look at it on paper, if you do the math, if you know what you're talking about, Floyd just has so many more ways to win. Connor really has about a 5% chance of winning. He does have that 5% chance, and I'd love to see it come to fruition because it would be the most exciting, ridiculous thing in history ever. But realistically, people, everyone betting money on Connor and not getting the long odds is an idiot. If you're taking Connor at plus 120 or whatever, you're a fucking idiot. Like, if he's not in the eight or nine hundreds, I'm not touching that bet. That's just stupid, bad waste of money. Put your money yeah, on Floyd. For people that don't, if, for people that don't understand the odds, plus one twenty would be if you bet a hundred dollars on Conor McGregor, you'd get two hundred and twenty dollars, right? Yeah. And uh, plus nine hundred, you get a thousand fucking dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's almost even money right now, which is ridiculous to me because it's not an even fight, guys. There's no world in which a boxing fight between Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, yeah. um, a guy who is 0-0 in this sport versus a guy who is 49-0 in the sport. There is no world where the odds should be even partially that close. No matter how much faith you have in Conor, no matter how much you want him to beat Floyd Mayweather, it just doesn't make sense, guys. I'm a huge MMA fan, and I think Connor's got a lot of skills that will cause some issues for Floyd. They're just not going to cause him to win <laughs> without a lucky punch. Basically, I don't even call it lucky. Without a, without getting through one of his very skillful punches, there is no way that Conor McGregor wins. Not a single one. That's it. He has one way to win the fight: to sneak in one of his very, very effective punches. Sneak one in. That's it. It's the only way he wins. Do you think that this is going to be a sequel to CM Punk's UFC debut? Not at all. I think Connor will be much more credible than that. Um, Connor may not be a boxer, but he is a professional fighter. CM Punk is not now, nor will he ever be a professional fighter, whether his record is 0-1 professionally or not. Just because they sanctioned him for a professional fight does not make him a professional fighter. We saw that very clearly. He got paid to like run and fall down and tap out. Yeah, which is a sham. I mean, that was that was a way way bigger sham than this will be. I think Connor will stand his own for a while. I think, uh, I think Floyd will be worried enough about not taking a punch. Like no one should be worried about CM Punk getting in any offense. There's nothing to worry about. Like I'll go fight CM Punk in a shoot fight. Fuck what it. What the fuck, Justin? What about the go to sleep, bro? What if Hell he yeah. gets a sap infection on you from his elbow or back? Yeah, what if he fucking shits his pants again and it gets on you? What if he starts telling you stories about how interesting his life is? You'll start tapping out in no time. Yeah. yeah. So I hope they do go to uh, – Floyd f- threatened to go to Dublin tomorrow, which <laughs> would be oh, amazing. Oh, really? If they showed up in Dublin, A, that would speak volumes to Floyd. That would be the most genius thing that he has ever done. Like, fuck it. Put one more stop on there. Do it on a Saturday, too. God, you know how many drunk Irishmen there'll be at Whoa, a Conor McGregor press conference in Ireland 
on a Saturday. Floyd Jesus and Christ, Connor. Justin. They're drunk, so are they going to be eating potatoes too? Jesus Christ. <sighs> they're drunk all, every day of the week, so it's fun. Yeah, they might be eating potatoes. Look, I, I have a lot of Irish blood. I like potatoes and beer. This is, actually, this is actually a question that I, I posed in the chat is how many, how many brothers are there in Ireland other than Floyd Mayweather and his entourage right now? Um, well, it's a, what's that? What's soccer players. Um, it's quite a few footballers. You don't have to say soccer on this show. Everybody knows football is a sport played with a round black and white ball and an American football is played with a pigskin and And there is no soccer. There's no such thing as soccer. There's only football and American football and rugby. And, rugby. Rugby. and Australian yeah. rules football. <laughs> Fuck yeah, and the That's XFL, bitch. Fucking That's XFL. Where's my football? Where's my football? Take your panties off if you're sorry. You secretly love Vince. You want to know something funny about the odds for the fight? Here, he, I think they were saying Conor McGregor was 11-2. to two. <sighs> See, that's where you fucking bet. 11-2 to two is good money. Yeah, but you bet on Floyd. What? Yeah. Do you see the oh. do you see the, the fight? The Tony Bellew versus I can't remember. Yeah. He beat oh, Tyson Fury, was it Tyson Fury? No, David Hay. David Hay. Hey. hey yeah. My friend put like six hundred bucks on that. And he won quite a lot of money. Because the odds on that were ridiculous for Bellew to beat um David Hay, which was a terrible fight. Where he beat somebody who had like a, a leg go. In yeah. this fourth round, but the um, the best thing about this entire coverage is the fact that our top sports company, Sky Sports, run by an absolute. Uh, can I say the c word? Yeah, you can say. Oh. Yeah, you're British. You can yeah. say the, the the cunt that is Rupert Murdoch. Um, he, he's a re- massive racist piece of shit who runs the entire country for his media companies. But um, he, like his Sky Sports did a thing, and the most interesting stats they could compare was Floyd Medweather's um, tattoos to how many um, Conor McGregor has. So Conor McGregor's winning 6-0 to zero on that. So, you know, that's that's important for the fight, just in case he hits him and he's got a fresh new one or something. Can we, can we shit well, on Conor McGregor's coverage. tattoo a little bit? How it looks like a fucking gorilla and not a panther? Or is it supposed to be a gorilla? It's supposed to be a gorilla. Is it? Isn't it? I thought it was... Yeah. I know it's, it's supposed to be the classic, um, like, um, was it like, is it Japanese like a, tattoo? Like a panther head. Uh, the, like, the, like, I thought yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. some Sailor Jerry work or something. Oh, yeah. uh, Byron Schilling merchandise. Uh, hi, Byron. Are you using that to wash down your official MMM show, Dr. Wagner Boner Pills? I'm watching my favorite podcast, MMM show, while I drink coffee, cold brew coffee. And these mugs are available at Teespring right now. If you do a search on Teespring for MMM show uh, and you bring up our main shirt, you there's several shirt options, shirts for ladies, yeah. shirts for guys. Yeah. I prefer the uh, the sports fit ones um, personally, and I like the black on black one. But you can also get a coffee mug. You can also get stickers, and there's they ladies' tees. What does that mean? Like – like a V cut? Uh-huh. No, they're not V cut. They're they're the they're but they are an athletic cut. They're the tighter athletic yeah, cut shirt. Not the, in your waist. 
Yeah. Siren wants, a, Siren wants a deep V, bro. And when he says he wants a deep V, he wants a fucking MMM show Vampirella costume. I have to rebuy all my MMM show shirts now. You bought all the, the cheap regular ones? The other ones are only like a dollar more. I didn't know they were available. It's like all fucking piss yellow logo and shit. And yeah, damn. I think all the ones that I got and the ones that Cross got were those. If you followed my link, it took you to those and not the regular tee. I don't, I, I don't really know what I've done the past two months. Yeah, I, you, uh, it's been a whirlwind for you, Byron. I see that. Um, by the way, me, son of a bitch, just flaunting your cat. I've got three. You son of a bitch. Cats are awesome. Where is your cat, by the way, Byron? Did your cat make it? She won't be here for another couple of weeks. Oh, Byron's lonely. Byron doesn't have any pussy. I heard her parents. I, I heard Byron's parents set the cat to a nice big farm that it can live on. My 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 dad's probably gonna try and keep the cat, and not give her back. No, he, your dad's gonna kill the cat. And um, stop it! Stop it! I'm not going to kill the cat. J-Man will take very good care of the cat. Stop enjoying your your animal friendships, Neef. You make oh me Oh, my God. Look, my Byron, we get it. You're in New York. You just got there. You need some pussy. I got it. We understand. Here comes the pain. All right, so the Floyd, the Floyd calling Connor a faggot thing uh, that happened today, I think we're going to hear a lot about that. I think it's going to be an issue. The other thing that was really amazing about this one was uh, Connor doubled down on getting in Steven Espinoza, the head of Showtime Sports, face again today. And this time, <laughs> hey, but this time, Espinoza looked back at him like, boy, you better watch what you're stepping in. Like, I like the look that Espinoza gave back to him. And honestly, the first time he did it, if I was Espinoza, I would have grabbed the mic from him and been like, son, this is my fucking show. You better back the fuck down. <laughs> like he should have, he should have put him in his place. Like if you're going to be a fucking alpha on a stage full of alphas, then be a goddamn alpha. Don't let him fucking do that shit to you. It's not going to hurt the fight. Espinoza should have checked Connor right the fuck there. And Connor would have backed off. Connor's not stupid. He wants that paycheck. But then Connor doubled down on it again today. And I was just like, damn, dude, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's smart. Like, you called him out for cutting your mic the first day. You fucked with the dude. I know you want to fuck with him a little bit in your hometown, but, you know, with your home crowd, I should say, not in your hometown. But I don't know about that one. That was that was a little. Oh, you're going to cut me fucking mic. Huh? What's he gonna do when I'm in your face? Are you going to hit me in my stereotypically small penis? Huh? Oh no, he said he's black from the waist down. He said that the black fans should like him because he's part black from the waist down. He actually said that. That's good fucking promo Maybe skills right racist, there. Then. Let's, let's review this. Maybe he was being a bit racist on the first day then. No! <laughs> someone, saying someone has a huge dong is fucking complimentary, not racist. Come on. I didn't mind any of it. I didn't mind any of it. Um, form Voltron, however, um, when Floyd did the form Voltron thing and all his goons got up, that I, that was questionable to me. Like I liked him raining down all the money on Connor and saying that you're Dana's bitch dance for me. That was funny. Form Voltron, though, when you bring your thugs all out there, I don't know. That was kind of unnecessary because that's like that's real. Like Floyd will do that out in the desert and kill a fool and bury them and and make bad life choices. Hold on, hold on. Let's let, let me talk for a sec. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Floyd Mayweather couldn't fucking punch a fly at the minute, right? So he, he wouldn't murder anybody. 
No, that's what I'm saying. Of course he wouldn't. That's why it got too real, because if he was going to murder somebody, he'd have his buddies fucking do it. These meatheads. Gentlemen, gentlemen, the reason it got real, like, like, we saw the fucking big show lost to Floyd Mayweather because of these goons. Remember this. The big show. The fucking big show. He's a lot bigger than Conor McGregor. That's a valid point. Bunch of juiced up idiots. E does, does this mean though that if Mayweather wins, he's going to fight Lomachenko? Um, if Mayweather wins, I don't think he ever fights again. <laughs> and if he does, I think two, the only, two. I think the only person that he fights again is Connor. Yeah. There's no reason for him to fight anyone else. If he can make what? money like this, fighting a guy who's O and O, dear lord, why would you ever want to fight anybody else? They could spend the next, like this in the next two, three years on this fight and a possible rematch, make $100 million. Floyd can make probably $100 million. I mean, it'd, be, it'd be more worth it for Floyd to actually get into a cage after this fight and let Connor get the win back or try to in the octagon and take a real beating for the first time in his life for the kind of paycheck he would get to do it. That would be so much worth, more worth it than any other boxing fight that he could have. A lot of people would pay to watch him get beat up because he's known to beat up women, and a lot of people don't like that. Yeah, I mean, if I were Floyd, I'd go and win this fight handily, you know, whether Conor gets to the end of it or not, make him look as bad as you can, and then, you know, a year or two from now, start hyping it up, saying that you'll fight Conor in a cage, and then when they come calling to actually try to make the fight happen, just charge him the most astronomical amount of money ever known to man. Like charge him a billion dollars. Like Floyd should literally come and say, I want a billion dollars and I will fight fight Conor McGregor in a cage, make it worth it for me to wrestle and grapple and let this dude kick at me. And then, yeah, you pay me a billion dollars and I will come do it. And then he should still try to beat Conor's ass. That would be fucking amazing. And that would be precedent setting. And that would be the only, and it would protect his record. Then he won't be fifty and one. He'll just be fifty and zero in boxing and zero and one in MMA. Hey, um, as the uh, show's producer, Justin, I have to remind you that you need to be somewhere in an hour. Yeah, I know. Lots to cover. We do, we do. Let's get on to the let's get on to the Lucha Underground episode. We let's can go there. Face off entirely. See, see Urban, see who gets shit back on track. Urban, when you cry, when you get your little panties in a bunch in the chat room. Oh, if Urban's goes. if Urban's got his panties in a bunch, let's talk about face off right now. Fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> suck it, Urban. Um, uh, yeah. This, this week's week. challenge on face off was a horn challenge. It was very horny. Yeah, it was it. the horniest episode of face off you will ever see. And um, uh, Mr. Neville, yeah. Mr. Neville actually contributed some horns. So the, the idea for this challenge was um, to take these seven layers of hell, create a demon that was the king of each realm of hell and use some of the horns that uh, our dear judge Neville has created. Um, yeah, with, uh, with 3D printing technology, because the makeup industry is starting to use that now. And so this is the first time 3D printing technology was featured on Face Off uh, because most 3D printing looks like shit, but these horns look dope because they use like top notch 3D printing for them. And, and you know, and all kinds of designs. I'm going to say this I didn't watch a ton of this episode. Like, I watched the whole episode and it was on, but I was also kind of watching today's McGregor Mayworth press conference uh, at the same time. So, Casey, you have to tell me what you felt the, the high points were. 
Okay. Like, um, what was good? High point, high point was what you saw as well when the whole last fifth or sixth of the episode didn't have any fucking dialogue and they just played music and fucking sound effects. We saw the online version. I, you know what, Justin, as soon as I watched it, I tweeted about it at the face off people three days later, you saw it exactly the same way. So that's how much they give a shit. I don't even understand this. Yeah. So for, for people who don't necessarily know, like what happens is when you go to online a show, which is where they put all the mixes and everything together, you you get your audio mix in there and you have a mix that is just your sound effects and music and then they can use that for foreign countries to to add dialogue in a different language or whatever and and everything else in the background sounds the same well in the sixth act of this show in the finale of the show this week that's all that was there the english dialogue gone no dialogue at all just the music and sound effects and it's still on their website that way today Dude, and it's the most important part of the show where they tell you who the fuck's going home. Yeah, so who went home? Because I still kind of, I think it was Jillian, right? But I couldn't tell because I just saw her walk off and no, I got no... Jillian Jillian fucked up big time this week uh, and she is the one who went home. Um, She tried to make a demon that looked like it had icicles coming off of its eyebrows. It looked like someone jerked off on its face. And uh, to put it lightly, I know we already have the explicit tag, so it's okay. It looked, it looked bad. It was some something about Mary shit for sure. And uh, she also, despite being told, "Hey, you got to put this much shit on there, or the horns are gonna fall off." Because if you're attaching like solid plastic horns to latex, you need to have a lot of shit built up to actually hold them in place. So, so her ears are like drooping all over the place and she just tried to pile as much stuff. She even tried fucking duct taping the horns on, which that's some pro ass shit right there. Hey, and if you can't duck it, fuck it. Exactly. And, uh, so she went home, she had the worst makeup on the stage. So, um, twisted six is now twisted three, three. <laughs> they can't, they can't catch a break cause they're not good. Well, but their team leader, what's his face? He was actually good this week. Well, Joseph, yeah, because he's the guy that came from the other fucking team. So he's the one that they moved over because that team's just getting destroyed every week. They have lost every single fucking week this season. Yeah, it was a bad, bad collection that started that group. Um, all right, fine. We'll talk about Lucha Underground. Do, do you have anything else you want to say about Face Off Case before we move on? Um, nah, uh, I just... Uh, I kind of want to rewatch it after they put it up and fix it, but... You know, maybe if I have some more comments, they might never fucking do that. So, you know, because, yeah, I wanted to hear all the mean shit the judges said to her before they sent her home. And I couldn't. Yeah, they they clearly assassinated her. Okay, so once again, I'm going to say everybody help at Thunder Rosa 22. Get over 10K uh, followers. Let's make this happen, people. why Why don't you follow her with all your fucking all the counts and she'll get there right now. Follow yeah, her. really. At Thunder Rosa. I follow her. At Thunder With Rosa. Your- I only have one account. Yeah, sure you do. Um, all right, you- so let's let's talk Lucha Underground. This is Subtitled uh, the episode Aerostar's a fucking asshole. Wow, really? Yeah, I like Aerostar. Dude, they Aerostar- made him look like the biggest piece of shit this episode. Why? You think so? 
It was funny. Okay, first of all, first of all, he doesn't. Okay, so Aerostar is a time traveler, and Phoenix is like, dude, if you're a time traveler, do I win the match tonight? And he just goes, eh, and walks away. And then when his buddy's getting fucking stabbed in the face repeatedly, he doesn't even run in to help him. Oh, he was probably traveling through time at that point in time to go ahead and see if he was winning the next week. Oh, all right. Well, he probably What's that, Meef? First rule of time travel, you don't fuck with shit. Yeah. So if Aerostar wasn't there to help him the first time You're around, British. Have you seen Doctor Who? How many times has that crazy old man fucked with shit? If Aerostar's not supposed to fuck with shit, he shouldn't be wrestling. I mean, the guy never wins, so maybe him jobbing all the time is, you know, fucking preserving the time stream. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, and clearly he went back in time and changed things so that now Melissa is all on Phoenix's jock and not Cage's. Like, clearly that happened. Oh, man, that's some fucking Mandela Fury shit right there. We're in an alternate fucking universe. That's for sure. That's what I'm saying. We have totally branched off. Like, it happened, man. DJ made it happen. DJ wrote it, and then it was. (laughs) Who wants fisting with a metal glove? You know what I'm saying? Oh. That's a gauntlet. It's not a metal glove. It's a gauntlet. You know what? Everyone's talking about how he's Fisto, but let me tell you something. Fisto's fucking awesome. Don't, don't. Just don't. (laughs) <laughs> he couldn't even be man. He can't be Fisto. Okay, come on. But come on, you can't uh, say that. That's not where DJ got the idea from. Clearly, he has a thing for He Man, which is fine. <laughs> Believe me, hey, uh, Alberto's not going to argue with that. You're not going to argue with it. I'm not going to argue with it. It's fine that he has a He Man thing. No, but it's also the same angle AAA did with Zoro's mask. But I don't know if he was influenced by that or not. But. Uh, he had he had an evil mask haunted from Mayan gods that turned him evil, and when the eyes flashed red, he did bad things and hurt his friends. Which is great, but I mean, whole the part of the original idea for Lucha Underground was to take some of those great AAA and gimmicks and oh, bring no. them up here and try to redo some of that stuff. I fucking love that Zoro thing. <laughs> I especially love that the mask that was supposed to have the Mayan powers was just a ripoff of Mick from Slipknot's mask. And something totally modern, which was hilarious. But uh, well, yeah. let's go back to let's go back to the beginning of the show. Um, mm-hmm. Taya versus have- Jeremiah Crane in a fuck yeah. you May Young tournament match, where we get to see a woman do what she is great at, which is just wrestle, regardless of who's across the fucking ring from her. You um, gotta say, I fucking love this match. Like this was really good and stiff uh, as hell. It was great <laughs> until the finish. It was really good, but you know what? Jeremiah won clean. He got his cool double underhook pile driver. That's a cool fucking move. Well, yeah, he did his, his run around the ring thing too, which was great. I have, I have no, a no thing spit. that really he didn't take out. the fucking spit. I have a thing that really weirded me out in this match. Uh, Sammy Callahan actually got a three count after a pile driver. Who's Sammy Callahan? Yeah, Jeremiah Green. I'm just being I'm being Casey for him. I, I have, I'm not used to seeing it. I was gonna do it. Someone had to do it. I'm not used to seeing a three count after a pile driver in a Sammy Callahan match. The world is changing, Byron. Things are happening. Moves actually hurt people. I once saw I once saw a match of this that had like seven Canadian destroyers to start the match. And then yeah. everyone And then like a pile driver on the apron that nobody sold and yeah, that's you know, that's new style wrestling fair, I can't stand. It's like all all the guy who's doing the moves like getting the pain there. So at least with a pile driver it looks like it's gonna be painful. 
Yeah. You know what, though? She got dropped on her head, and then Sexy Star, the only way that she can actually get a shot in on Taya is to come in after she's already been dumped on her fucking head and hit her with brass knuckles because it's the only way that the punch can do any damage. And poor Taya, poor Taya got hit in the face with the fucking brass knuckles. Um, I, I think that this is scary. This does not bode well for Sexy Star to see Taya go that toe-to-toe with, with guys like Cage and Jeremiah, and then for Taya to get fucked with by Sexy Star, I'm like, girl, I don't know if that's the right choice. I mean, that's basically like her fucking with someone like Cage. Like, why would you do that? Taya's a beast. Like, I would See, just leave Taya the fuck alone. I would hope that this is building to one of those old-school fucking brass knuckles on a pole matches, because those are so much fucking fun. Between Taya and Sexy Star? Yeah, and that. You know, I totally watch it, and no one has to know how to count, and it's just like a good thing. But, um, you know... Especially when one of them can punch through a wall, I think that's a really good setup. It's been documented. Yeah, well, she she punched through a wall in a slum-like, dilapidated building. Like, punch through a wall with some fucking rebar in it. Show us, show us who's boss. Come on. You're you're saying that the walls in the temple are not made of very strong stuff. Those are probably temp walls that they built themselves. I'll agree. You know, the walls, no. The windows, yes. The walls, no. They probably built that one long hallway they always use just because Skip wanted that shot. He probably wanted that one long hallway shot that one time, and then they've been using it ever since. I mean, it's like the whole season three promo. It's a nice, it's a nice hallway. What can I say? What what match did we get after this? Uh, Phoenix Aerostar. Well, we got their they get, we got their segment after that. Yeah, yeah, where Aerostar's an asshole, and, which we talked about. Uh, didn't, didn't, I, like, didn't. I like that they're trying to pull him out. Like, you know, Phoenix is basically telling Aerostar, like, I know Drago's your little buddy, you know, because Time Travelers and Dinosaurs, Land of the Lost, totally goes together, or whatever, dragons and shit. And uh, they're, trying to, they're trying to hope that they can get Drago out of the reptile tribe. I don't think it's going to happen. Like, look, if Thunder Rosa was leading you around on a chain, like, honestly, would you be that mad? Would you really be that mad? No, that's that's Cobra Moon, Justin. I'm that's sorry, not- Cobra Moon. I'm sorry, me and Byron God, breaking case, babe, all over the place. <laughs> damn it! I I'm sorry, I'm still thinking play. about her Twitter account. She needs to get those followers. And damn it, what she needs to do is just get more chains and chain up her followers and just drag them into that on the Twitter. They can click that button and shit. That's yeah. a lot of chains. Well, let's see. Let's see how close she is. She's got to be getting pretty close. Look. It's kinky, it's weird, um, but dragging a, a dragon around on a chain, it's a pretty good look. It's kind of hot. Ooh, ooh, she is so close. She just needs 26 more people. 26 more. So if everybody in the chat room follows her right now, <laughs> and so the problem is I, I'm pretty sure that probably all 400 listeners of this show might already follow her. Wait, but we whatever. only have 400 listeners. I was I was convinced it was way more. I bought oh, all it, it was way more last week. I bought all those boner pills, Justin. I thought we had way more. It was definitely way more last week. I think last week's episode on YouTube alone is probably at 500 and iTunes is usually around half of what that number is. And then SoundCloud. SoundCloud's pretty low. SoundCloud usually stays in like the 40s or 50s, but that doesn't track all of the other podcast services that the podcast shows up on um but yeah uh, a lot of people listened last week 
Um, That's so, good. okay, the Paul London Mil Muertes match is next. You want to oh, talk okay. about disappointing here. I am loving this Paul London gimmick. And I do not want him to be a jobber by any stretch of the imagination. Like, I honestly feel like this is the best gimmick, hands down, that at London Foo has ever had. I don't know. I really liked the one that they did that didn't make TV that was before this one, too. Yeah. Well, the dark did, match. Did you um, see the thrusting during the Mel Mortez chants? That's what I'm talking about, dude. But, um... I'm I'm pretty pissed that Sexy Star got more offense and a win over Mil Muertes than Paul London. Um, yeah, that fucking happened. Uh, he did. Well, let's, let's forget the match. Okay, forget the match. It happened. Mil Muertes won. I'm not gonna be mad when Mil Muertes wins, really. But didn't you think that the the offense that Paul was getting in was credible and made sense? Dude, fucking dope. He did two fucking shooting star presses. Come on. It's amazing. Yeah. And and I thought Mill sold it just the right amount. I thought that Mill sold it just the right amount. I thought it was great that Katrina really laid back on her ring presence for the first half of the match, which I felt like let it sell even more for her to not I be hated, pounding on the end. I hated all the Ring of Honor references on commentary. I, I fucking hated it. Really? Um, I, I didn't. I didn't mind it. I thought I, I like the references. This me feeling like the company's losing its identity and concept as an underground fighting promotion. You know, uh, I, my my friends who are casuals who I brought uh, out to the tapings mentioned to me the other day that they felt like having watched the show a few times since they came to the temple with us that they were really missing the boat on playing things more like a real underground fighting club that this season there hasn't been enough of dario playing that up that they should really be booking it and making it sound more like it really is an underground fight club kind of thing like maybe that is something that dj and the boys and and roach have gotten away from too much that i don't know if i agree with them that it needs to go full on into that gimmick even though i've said in the past like i feel like there should be a bookie angle and really definitely feel like it should go more that way but and then and then you give it more of a real fight feel too it's like i did like that we didn't get a fucking training sequence to the, this week oh the I big fight that. promo no yeah. big kibosh no chavella no because you know what that is not what an underground fighting promotion would fucking do okay but on the other hand i've come around on those segments because i do like that it wasn't there but i think bigger picture is they need to promote that match and make it big so that match needs to be promoted at the cost of a little bit of the Lucha Underground authenticity. That's what you I know think. What? When that match is over, they're going to still need the fucking Lucha Underground authenticity. That's my point on it. Yeah, but it'll, be, it'll still be there afterwards. It's just they're, they, need to, they need to place more importance on that match being a blockbuster WrestleMania main event match than Underground Fighting Show. I would, rather, I would rather have it be one of these motherfuckers might die than somebody's going to pin the other guy and they're training really hard and uh, pip pip well, cheering. You, you know? How do you do that then? How do you say yeah. one of them might die? That that's still You're still talking about let's do a segment, but then let's just tell a different, let's say the stakes are different than what they are. Because, come on, Johnny Mundo doesn't care if a motherfucker lives or dies. Oh, God, no. I mean, unless well, it's well, going to make him lose an ab somehow. 
No Pomeranian. Um, all right. So I have to say, this is one of the better lick of deaths that we've had. I think yeah. Phoenix and and Paul have now gotten the best ones, right? I, I feel like Katrina wanted to put a little something extra on it because Paul London's so handsome. Uh, I, I think it was either that or the cod piece. Let's be honest. She was kind of sitting sit, right there. <laughs> sit, fucking, sit fucking cod piece. Yeah. I mean, it might just do it for the ladies. Let's be honest. There's something there. Cod piece is good for everyone. Can I point out? Can I point out? It is my number two favorite cod piece. Um, the first, of course, being Blackie Lawless's "Fuck Like a Beast" cod piece that had the buzzsaw blade on it. That was the best one, and it says "I Fuck Like a Beast" on it as well. Oh, Just cameo. What's that? Cameo. Oh, ow! That one's pretty good too. And I got I got to give special mention to the uh, the David Bowie Labyrinth cod piece as well. Dude, that was fucking. That was his dick, bro. That that was it. Yeah, and he, he's basically going like you know he he steals children and I takes them to his lair and keeps them for the rest of his life. It's Joseph Fritzl. Yeah, I, f I refuse to believe that that was actually his dick. There's it's no way Mick Jagger could have handled all of that. Oh, yeah. oh. that's wanking on the street. Somebody read his wife's biography. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God rest his soul. David Bowie is my favorite. Not only, not only was that his full dick, that was on the way down, not the way up. You know, it's so funny though. Every time I even think David Bowie's name now, all I think of in my mind is silly little fat man <laughs> from Oh God. It's like the best David Bowie song ever and the whole thing's a fucking lark. It's, it's amazing. And sorry. Ricky Gervais wrote it. Yeah, it's, it's so great though. Um, Can you imagine? okay, let's Can you go imagine to, uh, imagine like you're, you're, you got David Bowie, you convince him to come on your TV show. You're like trying to produce your own show. You're like, David Bowie, anything you could say to get him on your show. He's on your show. And then you go, David Bowie, I want you to sing. And finally he goes, yeah. And then you guess what, David Bowie, I'm writing the song you're going to sing. Like, that's a lot of balls. Yeah. That's, but when that song that is, is insulting yourself to boot. <laughs> <laughs> when is how's David gonna say no? Like the silly little fat man lyrics are amazing. No, not only see, because sometimes the only way that you can that you can uh, fucking uh, hang with someone that's got a lot of dick is with a lot of balls. Byron, there you go. Boom. That makes sense. Pro Boom. tip. <laughs> Pro tip. Game Pro Magazine, right there, baby. Um, um, all right, we got to talk about this Tejano Brenda segment. Oh, um, yeah. She must she must be watching the show and how he's booked when she called him boring. Was that a message from the writers, maybe? I don't know. I don't know, man. Something about that felt a little shootish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And with Famous B sitting in the background like I like the Famous B stuff. I thought I thought the vignette was really cool. Oh god. Um, him in the background was fucking hilarious. Oh, man. him reeling it yeah. in? Yeah. I thought no, it was good. And the only thing that would have been better about him reeling it in is if he had reeled it in and actually caught a shoe, like on those old Looney Tunes cartoon, because you know, get my shoe. <laughs> Just saying. That would have been amazing. That was a Becky Lynch level reference there. Um. <laughs> I, also thought, I also thought that Brenda was great in this scene. I thought that this was a really good use of her, and I'm surprised they haven't used her more like this. And I know it's this normally because B is getting good. rubbed. 
Like I thought this segment was funny. I just it just hurt my feelings a little bit. I thought that uh, Tejano deserves better than this. Well, and Tejano's not getting the love that he deserves right no. now. I think between no. Kevin Cross making popcorn come out of his eyes and then getting a little bit of a diss from Brenda, of all people, I mean, Tejano's <laughs> not dull to me. Like, no, I love his wrestling style. I think he's fucking great. I don't think he's got to showcase it on the show like he has in Mexico. Uh is there you know, a reason for that, though? I mean, is it, you know, it's like they brought him up here to try to get him over a little bit more, but you know, he was like mega champion down there, while up here he was doing jobs. You know what I think it is? I think that it's because he's a cowboy, right? And I don't think that. I think we got to get the writing team watching some more dope ass westerns, like some spaghetti westerns, and then they'll get some cool fucking ideas of what to do to Tejano. And I'm not joking. I'm serious here. Like, I think that could work. And I think that's the key. And I think it fits in with what El Rey Network does. You know? Well, I, I'd like to see what they do with this, too. I think if they can find a way to keep this dynamic with Brenda and Tejano going, play a little bit off the Sexano thing, play a little bit off of her character and get her away from always doing gags and silliness to the point where, where she can deliver a little bit of straight stuff like this too. Cause there's comedy in delivering lines straight. Like it doesn't right. always have to be slapsticky, which is what I think that they've kind of defaulted to with her. But I think she is actually a comedian and that's what she's there for. She's not there to wrestle. She's one of the few ladies on the show that is never going to really be a wrestler per se. And I think it's a good use of her to, to have her in this look. So, guys, um, everyone that's on the show right now, since I recommended that Western thing, what are a few? What, what's a good one to check out? I highly recommend uh, Death Rides a Horse. Uh, fucking love the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, um, I mean, that's a more common one. Most of you guys might have already seen it. Uh, Death Rides a Horse is fucking dope. Uh, they call him Hallelujah. That's kind of a comedy Western, but... It's pretty dope, and I think if you made Tejano act a little more like the character from that, he would get pretty over. Um, Tejano that could work. I thought Tejano was brought in. I thought Tejano was brought in to put ADR over. Maybe so it's kind of like I don't know what they really had planned for him long term. When ADR left, they probably kept Tejano around. Tejano, I think, is awesome. He's a great fit in Lucha Underground. Um, well, I, I'd like to see him get back to the top of the card, maybe in season four. Like I, I'm, I'm hoping it goes not that direction season three. And right now with him being tied with Brenda and B, I don't feel like that's where it's going. I mean, I think they're going to set him up with a decent mid card program to finish off the season, but I would love to see him after Aztec warfare in season four be in the title picture somehow. Yeah. I want to see him get the gift of the gods belt. That would be good. That would be a very good spot for him, I think. Um, anyway, I got to leave soon, so let's get to this last match. Phoenix versus Marty the Moth. Dope, um, man. Fucking dope. Look, here's the thing, man. Martin is in another place right now. And the stuff that you're seeing, like, I don't know what he's been doing in the year since this shit taped. I mean, this was taped a year and three months ago. Um I don't know what he's done in that time, but I can tell you that at this point in time, when you were seeing him live, he was on a different level with his game. Mm -hmm. Like he stepped it up to a different place. And he is not a guy that works on the indies as much as a lot of these other guys. No, not he's really. not a guy. He's got a good shoot job. He doesn't need to. 
Yeah, and I don't I don't know where he gets his time in, or maybe that's why. Maybe he just comes in more refreshed. I don't know what it is, but this is not the guy you saw in Tough Enough. Like no. this is a whole not this isn't the guy you saw season one or two. I don't know where he turned the corner exactly or how, but what he did in this match was on par with what he did in WMD. This is a different guy. This is a guy that's who wants say, to be a top heel. Yeah, I'd say that's where he turned the corner was with WMD. Yeah. Actually. Like, I but think a, lot, a lot in this match was character work too, like lifting up yeah. the trunks, giving himself a front wedgie, which Vampiro was apparently a big fan of. I think he's been taking acting lessons. Like he's kind of gone the Jericho route where he's learning he, how to expand himself as a performer. On you know, one way to psych out your opponent is to give yourself a huge fucking moose knuckle. Well, I guess so. But I mean, the way he sells in bumps too and bases like, yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's not, it's not amateur level stuff. It's really, really high level stuff that he's doing. The way, I mean, the way he stabs a motherfucker with a fork is fucking okay. beautiful. So Love that it. was forking ridiculous. Uh, um, fork you, great. Marty. Hey, how about, no, hold on. No. We, can't, we can't ignore when he shared his sandwich with Melissa. Okay, no, we can't. That I have hanging on my wall. You know how much I appreciate a good fucking fork stabbing? Oh, fork that. This oh. is Abdul the Butcher right here, sir. Sir Abdul the Butcher. And... I love a good fork stabbing. That's that's my point. I just like seeing people get stabbed with fucking forks. Oh, we've gone way forking off track here. Um, so okay, yes, the sandwich, Byron. The Byron, the sandwich. I yes. loved that spot too. That Melissa's great. like pushing it back. The slow build of Melissa in this whole match as well, I thought was perfectly done where you get her doing a little bit of her overreacting to Marty thing at first, but then she's starting to show some genuine concern and you're like, Okay, is she just playing it up too much now? Where are they going? And then Taya gets in her, or uh, Mariposa gets in her face with the lunchbox, and she starts to stand up for herself. Um, I like the whole slow build of Melissa on top of there being a great in-ring match. I think this is where Lucha Underground wins. When you have storylines and, and multiple storylines crossing over and converging in progress of a great match at the same time. This is when Lucha Underground wins it all to me. And she did it in one take. Because I know I talk a lot of shit. She did it in one take. I was there. We, we made sure. Great. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't there for this either. So I, I, I was, I was very impressed. Byron were there. You were yeah. there, right? Yeah, yeah. I, was there. I kind of felt that on TV, she was a little stiff. Mm-hmm. And forced until Mary Posa got her hands on her. And when and, and also to loosen up a little bit when you have like physical action or you kind of get taken out of out of yourself a little bit, you know. And so I felt she was a little stiff. But once like the manhandling started happening, and you know she started screaming and they handling screams and yells woman, at woman so that was, it was a woman. woman handling. Uh, I also yes. I'm concerned because I hope she didn't like eat any of that sandwich because i know she like she's kind of a gym rat now and i don't want her to have to eat unnecessary carbs well yeah. dude that's that was part of actually what sold it to me because if you look at it whatever outfit they put her in was a good choice because she had the guns out man like her arms she her arms are bigger than mine melissa's a kind of jacked y'all this and it is, showed this, this is why phantasma was talking some shit justin 
Well, I think that I think that you know she's turning a corner and she's in a good place where it's like I don't know what they could possibly do with Melissa. I don't know if she's got any real in ring ability or not. But yes, she was in Wow. I oh, know. Shit. Did I just break my own gimmick? Fuck! <laughs> oh, I'm everything I hate in this world. Uh, Look, well, I'm, Melissa is yoked. She is a gym rat. Um, she can go a little bit. They have never really used her in that way. I don't know if she ever wanted to be used in that way. Um, but if it's going that direction, um, and I don't know that she should really intergender wrestle. I don't know if that's really her thing. Like, I think she might be better off just going with cheerleader uh, Mariposa. <laughs> can I, yeah, can I, can I do a mixed kayfabe metaphor? Just don't put the fucking belt on her, okay, DJ? But then you've also got the whole thing, like, if you're looking at Mariposa during that whole angle, she's looking at Marty like, wow, I'm even kind of disgusted by you, and we've done disgusting things together. Oh, um, what? Oh, oh, Justin, no, no, let's not bring the angle there. I didn't, I didn't discuss what disgusting things they've done together. I meant like, you know, like, kidnappings and things. They've done kidnappings oh, together. Like playing with Nickelodeon Gak? Whatever. I mean, look, if I'm, Marty was bike shop Dudley when they were kids, then maybe just some things had to happen. Oh, we're going to play Tarzan. You should take your shirt off. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. This has gone so, so far downhill to exactly where we wanted it. Um, you are uncomfortable, aren't you? <laughs> maybe yeah. we should stop sitting on that dildo so i think oh! really where we need to Wait, go what? with the whole storyline is figure out whoa whoa you can't mute me i'm the host who's <laughs> <laughs> oh, ever muted me before it's uncalled for unheard of listen to your garbage oh whatever look I think it's all all well and good. I like the angle. I'd like to see where it goes. Um, I think it's got potential. I don't know how they're going to make Melissa work in this thing. Who am I kidding? Yes, I do know exactly, but I'm not going to tell any of you fuckers. And you guys weren't don't even know. Um, yeah, thanks for getting me sick, Byron, you fucking asshole. I so, gave you guys free pizza, all right? I was whatever, fine. Whatever. Anyway, I got to get out of here. Meatloaf, thank you for stopping by. Yeah, I I hope you've gotten the taste out of your mouth from last week. Uh, Undertaker rules. Undertaker Rest does, in fact, rule. Casey, as always, uh, best best commentary in the podcast game. Um, Byron, good luck in New York, brother. Find a decent hamburger. Don't pay $50 for any more garbage. Don't, don't, don't gonna, pay $50 for a burger. No, I didn't pay $50. I exaggerated, but I'm going to go to Burger One. All right, try okay, try so Burger One out for me. I was really one of the best burgers I've ever had. I've heard the delivery from Burger One is not as good as in person, though. So I'm gonna go in person. I got I got nothing to do during the week. Yeah, so get a job. Um, also, a uh, big shout out to uh, Dante Oblivion, the AKA Razor Razor Cabron, and uh, CJ and Mil Machetes and Rachel. Uh, I enjoy their podcast regardless of what anyone else says. So, and we, we stayed out of their way this week. So there's no excuses for you not to listen to both because you know, the heels, they retired, they're gone. They're out of the game. I fucking got that shit pulled. And let me tell you the, the thing that, the thing that they don't have going for them is that I'm not on the show. I'm exclusive to the MMM show until the, until the fuck you, we are Casey and Kevin show starts. 
I'm exclusive to the MMM show. I'd watch. I'd watch the fuck you, Casey and Kevin show. You're gonna just do two podcasts then, though, right? You're not gonna just fucking leave us for Kevin, are you? No, I, it's you probably are. gonna get like. <laughs> It's probably going to have less episodes than Carnage Culture and like never get posted, so don't worry about it. Oh, man. Speaking of which, we still got to get J-Ray on this show one day. Like, one of these days. Yeah. He's just got to at least make an appearance. J-Ray, come, come do the show. Come hang with your boys, man. Yeah, we miss shit. You. I know you got the equipment. Yeah, for reals, though. Making music videos and stuff. Y'all don't even know. J-Ray is, like, making himself a superstar. Y'all haven't seen him for a minute. Um. Anyway, any, thanks to everybody in the chat room. Thanks to everybody who's listening. Thanks to uh, everyone who listened last week, especially for making that one of our biggest and best episodes ever. I know there was a lot of reasons for it. Kevin had a lot of news. We had a lot of news. It was a convergence of many great things. Um, and not every episode is going to be that. We don't necessarily give a fuck if it is. A lot of people ask me this week, like, how do you guys get big guests? How do you guys get information and whatnot? I'm going to tell you the secret to it. The secret to it is A, I don't tell people shit that I'm not supposed to tell people, even if I know it. B, we don't really give a fuck, and we just call them like we see them, and a lot of people have respect for us for that. And C, there's a whole lot of people we haven't gotten because they don't respect that. <laughs> so yeah. don't think that we have anything special to offer other than the fact that we're three guys that like to talk about the shit we like to talk about and don't give a fuck about how we're going to do that or in what fashion. Um, we do have all the credibility in the world and fuck everyone else because we say what we want to say. We yeah. keep it real and we have fun with it. We do this shit because we enjoy it. We do this shit because we like certain products and even days when we don't, we still like to talk shit about the shit we don't like. And it's I just, just feel fun. obligated is why I do it. I, I feel like well, we I do peer pressure you into it. It's really great. I always know when it's time to podcast because Casey starts DMing us with excuses to not do it. <laughs> you know, um, I joined the show because I was told we would have Sid on. And uh, where the fuck's Sid? Because this guy doesn't look like Sid. You I'm can sorry, make it. We Try can have Sid. Sid. Actually, not looking like Sid is probably a compliment because he's kind of fucked up looking. But he's I thought ripped. you were going to book Glenn and you were going to book Sid. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to book them to wrestle each other, and I'm going to have Glenn win because he's going to go after the bad leg with the fucking leg lock. Oh, man. As long as Sid doesn't jump off the second rope with a leg boot and no. that thing again. Oh, 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 oh. You remember afterwards they gave Steiner a gimmick of breaking legs as if he had anything to do with it? I know. Like, Sid jumped on his own leg and snapped it in half. But, it like, they showed it more times than the glow arm snap thing it was really Dude, the glow one was fucking dope and that's in the documentary so oh if you the documentary glow... can't do it justice go and find the episode in fact i'll go find it and post it again yeah yeah like yeah. they show it for 23 minutes in an hour-long episode after it happens like there's a match then there's this match and then the rest of the episode is just showing it over and over again like if you don't vomit by the time that episode of glow is over you will never vomit from violence like <laughs> so good it was it oh, was man. great oh. and it was the most gratuitous use of a bone break ever and with the sid being number two like when they happened in ufc like they didn't even want to show the anderson silver one like the, the john jones thing where he broke his toe in a match they only showed it like twice and that got away from it and that was gruesome like he was, was walking gross. around on it in the post fight yeah. and everything yeah and that was a That's championship true. title fight, and you have trouble finding that clip. But the glow one, oh my god, <laughs> they buried that thing with the What's like that? with the 
football, football. Um, a few players had um, like the generic, uh, the genetic, sorry, a heart condition where your heart just goes bang. A few of those players, like quite a few of them died. That footage is out there and you can watch it. And like, like, we're talking like a guy who's just walking back and he just drops down dead. Oh. And people like, oh, yeah, watch that shit. You want to talk fucked up footage? Byron's probably seen it. The dude who got his throat slit by the hockey skate. Oh, oh uh, I've seen bits oh. of pieces. Yeah, um, that was fucked up. There was, there's actually like an action figure, like a figurine done up in tribute to the goalie who had his neck cut. The old school goalie, where like he's there and you have to pull a blood in front of him. That guy got stitches. He was back playing hockey within a week. Hey, yeah. now you know why the Jason mask is so appropriate for Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. All right, gentlemen, I do have to leave. I bid the adieu, and I'm going to try. Uh, well, okay, let's see this, Byron. Let's see if Meefloaf can do the sign-off this time, since you tried last week and failed because you said stay cool. Whatever. Let's Don't see if Meefloaf can do it. I can't remember this is a test, well, Meeflo. Hey, Meef, don't fuck it up. Nobody knows what the <laughs> sign-off is. Meeflo's never gotten to the end of this show before. No one's gotten here. Have you even listened to the end of the show? Is it, is it, so stay calm, stay in the mix. And-